But the point here is, Wizkid against Vibes Cartel, anybody who knows anything about clashing will, by default, just be like, yeah, obviously Vibes has won that. Now, people who are like, um, and this is, I'm only learning this this week, people who are into fandom and all the rest of it now be like, oh, but Wizkid has had, had so many hits. But you see, when you put the word clash into the mix, it means something completely different, especially within dancehall culture. And whether we like it or not, this thing that's going on is part of dancehall culture. This is a, a, a veneration and a, and, a, and a vindication of dancehall culture. I completely understand. If you're talking Clash and we're talking War Tune, there's no competition. In fact, Wizkid probably won't be any, any Bashman artist in that situation. Listen, during Corona times, Wizkid is winning that, that battle because they play it on their, their, their live stream it on their radio station online and then people tweet and vote via the tweets. So during Corona period, Wizkid is definitely winning. Uh, if it was non-corona times, then maybe Vibes might win. And that's because uh, the Africans will actually be at work whilst the uh, Caribbeans will be at home. <laughs> oh, wow. able to vote. Oh, I can't believe you went there, bro. I cannot believe you went there. No. I changed it then. No. No. Look how much pleasure he's getting from his old joke. Oh, I'm back, bitches. Man. I'm back. Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, rodents and other small insects, welcome to the Eloquently Saying Nothing podcast, recording from London and the surrounding areas remotely. This is episode 249. We are close, getting just there nearly, just above the hill will be a quarter of a thousand. We are there, reaching the big boy status, you know, you know. Uh, so this is episode 249. Thank you and you're welcome. Remember, use the hashtag ESMPod to start or join in the conversation and at ESMPodcast on all your social medias. I am the returning, returning, you know, the returning podfather, Stavros Boss. Get down! And you can catch me at Stavros Boss everywhere. You're welcome. A man called himself the returning, you know. Jeez. Yes. I like that. That could be a new word. Who knows? It, it could be some any form of villain. Yeah, it sounds like a cartoon villain. It? Comic it's villain. I, the, the Returnian. <laughs> Back from the darkness. <laughs> I have the Returnian, the darky. Back from the For darkness real. to bring shadows to your world. <laughs> uh, who should I start off with first? Let me start off with my brother, who I started off the podcast with, DJ Webslinger. Spider-Sense Tingling. What's going on? It's DJ Webslinger on Instagram, DJ Webslinger on Twitter. The sticky fingered one is back, but not so sticky. Uh, not too far from him, we have our other brother, the other dreadlock, Simple Simon. It is the moment in time now that you should know that you should keep your head high. Keep your head high and do not waver. They will proposition you with ideas of making your head go low. And you should feel proud in your ability to say no, no, never. Gaza, that was a short excerpt, very, very short excerpt from a poem by the right honourable Mr. Vegas. In the original rendition, it's called Heads High, and it goes a little something like this. Kill them with the 
know yes, oh. Just make a boy know you're not blow It's I, kill him with the no yes, oh. No boy ain't got no secret for your wo wo It's I, kill him with the no yes, oh. Just make a boy know you're not blow It's I, kill him with the no Tell them to be a gas or so Me while you skin your teeth and make me see Simple Simon in the place at Simple Simon FB on Twitter. I don't have Instagram. Guys, I will say forever from now till tomorrow. Bang, bang. It's fine. There's a thing about that tune. That was, that, that was one of the grinding tunes. But here's the thing about that tune, right? A lot of people didn't know that it was about. Um, uh, what's it called? It was about promoting the idea of not doing fellatio for women specifically. <laughs> for women, for women, hold on. Well, for women not to give blowjobs. <laughs> do, do you see how that how that swapped Mr. Wolf with his tracks? It's like, it's like, hang on a minute. I don't like the song anymore because they're telling them not to do that exercise. What isn't isn't fellatio just men? Isn't fellatio just men giving? Head to women. No, no, that's both. That's 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 oh, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> my man is saying that women shouldn't give blowjobs. That is correct. That is what that song is about, and a lot of people didn't know that. Bonfire upon him. <laughs> I think at some point we're going to need to have the conversation about when we graduated from not being a bowl cat to um, delving in. The, the depths of water but maybe later on in the episode a white man uh, before that before that uh, let me introduce the man who was flabbergasted at the no fellatio business Mr. Wolf what's going on what's going on what's going on people hope everybody's good it is a pleasure to be back this week as per usual I've got something special for you I've got a proverb from the culture a Yoruba proverb and it goes a little something like this. And the translation, English translation, is a sheep that wants to howl like wolves should be expecting the hunter's arrows. A sheep that wants to howl like wolves should be expecting the hunter's arrows. And the wisdom translation is choices always come with their consequences and you better believe that you can catch me on instagram on aka mr wolf on twitter on aka underscore mr wolf what's going on everybody hope everybody's blessed and last and usually least my brother big wahala what's good people where big wahala is the one big wahala on twitter what's going on right um just before we started recording we were listening to the um was it no level or NS ten versus ten? Yeah, I, I was, don't know what I don't know what the brand is. I forget what uh, the brand is. Let me let me. It was on my website actually. actually I'll I'll do it because I don't want to give them a misjustice. It's a no signal, no signal. That's the name of the radio station. So no signal ten versus ten. It was Beyonce versus Mariah Carey, and I'm very disappointed with both of them. Both of them. They didn't play Crazy in Love. How can you do a clash? A versus Clash without playing the biggest song that that artist has, and I'm baffled. I need somebody to explain it to me. I think Crazy in Love is the one that sold more and got more streams than anything else. I think people don't streams. understand Clash. That's all it is. 
we're living in a time where people don't really understand what a clash is. Please speak, speak to the masses, bro. No, because I've, I've been looking, I've been, look, I've been looking at all of these clashes, you, yeah, and it, and to be honest with you, it sounds dumb, but I didn't realize that people didn't fully understand clash, or maybe they understand clash in a different way than than I do, and some of the dancehall aficionados aficionados do. But they um they've been talking all this clash stuff, and then somebody brought up something like um, Vibes Cartel v Wizkid. Now, on the surface, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that was on, that was um, trending on Twitter for a little while. Someone was saying, oh, yeah. That's, that's one of the, uh, one of the future weeks, because this, they've done a, a series of them now, uh, this station. Uh, and uh, I don't know if it's every once a week or twice a week or whatever it is, but one of those sessions will be WizKid versus, who was it, sorry? Vibes Cartel. Whichever Jamaican it was. Yeah, okay. said, Who is it? Sorry? Oh, wow. That's shade. <laughs> I, said, I said, whichever Jamaican it was. But the point here is... That's even more shade. That's the point here is, Wizkid against Vibes Cartel, anybody who knows anything about clashing will, by default, just be like, yeah, obviously Vibes has won that. Now, people who are like... Um, and this is... I'm only learning this this week. People who are into fandom and all the rest of it now be like, oh, but Wizkid has had, had so many hits. But you see, when you put the word clash into the mix, it means something completely different, especially within dancehall culture. And whether we like it or not, this thing that's going on is part of dancehall culture. This is a, a, a veneration and a, and, a, and a vindication of dancehall culture. So when you say this person versus this person, and you're going 10 for 10 as well, like, again, within clashing, there's rules. And the rules are um, dictated by the two people that are clashing. They normally say how many tunes they're going to go for. Sometimes in dancehall, you go one for one. Sometimes you go two for two. Sometimes you go half an hour for half mm-hmm. an hour. So they're, they're using the entire format and then obviously they've tweaked it somehow that to the point where they can even come up with the idea of a, a, a whiz kid and a, and a vibes cartel clash. Like, let me tell you how, how, how much of a hypocrisy and how, how stu- stupid this clash idea is between these two people. Hey. No, no, I'm going to be serious. Yes. Yes. Speak because it. Speak it. Vibes cartel has four errors. Yeah, he has four complete errors. And I'm being honest with you, he could kill Wiz in one of his errors. He doesn't have to use tunes from all of the errors. He could kill Wiz in one of his errors. Because when you're talking about sound clash, or when you're talking about a clash, it's about which rhythms a man can pull that will just, like, end you within that clash. We're not talking about numbers of of, of records sold, how many people you've had features with. We don't care about none of that. It's about that moment. So... People who will know about rap battle culture and they know that it's about what happens in that moment. It's about the ability to um, improvise with what's happening in front of you and change it over and all the rest of it. That is what clashing is about. And if you go into a clash with pre-recorded songs like they're talking about now over the internet, I think Cartel will have a lyric in all of his catalogue of songs that would be almost seem as if it's specific to Wizkid and he could done in with it. Like, so I'm not disrespecting Wizkid. The boy's a bad boy. He, I think it was Wahala who said that he, he did a concert and for an hour he did back-to-back hits and every single one of them was a banger. And I don't doubt that for one minute. No, it, it was longer than an hour. Oh, it was longer than an hour. <laughs> I don't doubt, doubt that for one minute. The other day, just out of research, I went onto YouTube, I put in Vibes Cartel hits. Again, an hour and 34 seconds of back-to-back hits. But the difference here is with Dancehall, when we do back-to-back hits, you play 45 seconds max of any song. So that's one hour of 45 seconds max of any song. Mathematicians out there could work out how many songs that is in an hour. And that's what Cartel did. 
I'm not disrespecting Wizkid, but I don't think Wizkid can do that many songs in an hour. All right, for one. And and, and know, this is coming from a man who is and Nigerian. That's Nigerian. right. So these yeah, are for whoever is listening to this for the first time. This guy has a knowledge of Afro beats and a knowledge of. No, uh, I'm not giving. I'm not giving. I'm not giving uh, simple that. Why? Simple has a far, far greater knowledge of Bashman than he has anything close to Afro beats. Okay, and how about right. you? I'll say then. I'll say the same thing. I'll say that I have no way acknowledge when it comes to uh, Bashman. No way close to what he has, but I have knowledge of Afro beats and especially Wizkid. And you will be surprised how many songs Wizkid has. Like, because Wizkid, Wizkid doesn't just do album cuts. Wizkid does a lot of just random songs. Like, a lot. Like, a lot of the songs that you actually hear that Wiz, or Wizkid that you think are big, none of them are on his album, you know? No, no. He just does songs. No, I'm not. I don't understand what you're saying. Let me, let me, let me, let me go. Sorry, go, on, go on. Yeah, go you on. Your thing. So, I completely get and understand what you are saying. So, when people were saying A Clash versus Wizkid versus... Um, uh, Vibes Cartel I was on your side regarding the actual clash part because Vibes Cartel has gone to war many times <laughs> do you know what I mean he's gone to war as we know he wore the, he wore the army fatigue <laughs> garment on the stage to go Bravado. we know he's gone to war like we know that already so yes he's going to have war tunes in fact anybody that's going to go against a bashment man that does clashing is going to have war tunes against you it's as simple and plain as that that's why I love that sound clash that they used to do for um, what's it called? Uh, uh what's that drink? Oh, the red, a red, red Bull, Bull sound clash because you yeah, had to make so songs man. up to do the clashes. Like you, even though if you even if you wasn't a proper like a bashment person or this that, you had to make the songs up for the clashes. So yes, I completely understand what you're saying. Uh, simple. He's gonna have war tunes that might not have nothing to do with uh, Wizkid, but because they're war tunes, they're automatically gonna go to war. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's gonna win in this type of clash. Now the reason why they're calling this a clash is because they've been doing all of these celebrity clashes back to back. So, as you know, we've they've already done stuff like uh, Timberland versus Swiss Beats. They've done um, uh, what's it called, Babyface. Hold on, hold Teddy on, hold on. Did they do that, bruv? Yeah, they, that's the first one they did. Timberland versus Swiss oh Beats. Oh my god, man! I need to YouTube that, bruv. Anyway, so they've done that. They've done um, Scotch Storch versus uh, Manny Fresh. So when they're talking about clashes now, simple. You, you, you. Uh, Caribbean, you got a right to be upset. Oh, you should, I was going to say Jamaicans even because I don't even know the rest of the Caribbean. Let me give it to you lot. You Jamaicans got a right to be upset because when you hear Clash, you're thinking of, of Clash, isn't it? But this is not a Clash Clash. What they're doing is just playing their, their, their top... Their, you, mean, you have to bring 10 tunes that you think are your top 10 tunes that are going to win between another man's top 10 tunes, yeah? Regardless of whether or not it's... Regardless of whether or not it's a war thing or not. So... It's not necessarily a, 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 a beef thing where you're going to come with your, your war tunes because Vibes Cartel can come with war tunes, but people might not not know what they are. Like that, his war tune might not be better than uh, Ramping Shop. Do you understand? Because people know Ramping Shop, they might not know his war tune. So if he brings that to the Clash now, they might not say, okay, I don't know this song, but I know Ramping Shop. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I'm saying. So, it all the, so, so it all goes on that side. So for me, I was going, I was thinking about this same clash as you because I was thinking about it and I wanted to agree with you and I was like, yeah, to be honest, five should clearly win this in a clash type situation. But if you're going 10 for 10, right? I, I'm saying that it depends on who's in that audience. If it's 50% uh, Nigerian and it's 50% Jamaican, it's probably going to end up being either a draw or maybe vibes. The reason why I say that is because although when I was in Jamaica, they was listening to Afro Beats, they were listening to it. I don't think that um, Afro Beats is as prominent in Jamaica as maybe Bashman is in Nigeria. Nigeria. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I sense. think so I think that they may know more Vibes Cartel songs that they know of head in Damn, Nigeria Jamaicans than Jamaicans know might of, know yeah. of WizKid classics in Jamaica. Mm. So if it was a 50-50, so maybe if they did it in the UK and it was 50% uh, people from uh, Caribbean descent or, or Jamaican descent versus 50% of African African um, descent or Nigerian descent, it might be a different type of situation. And maybe WizKid might win in that situation. But I don't think it's as, as if you're doing a 10 for 10 song thing, I don't think it's as far-fetched that WizKid could could beat him depending on the orders. That's my personal opinion. So, But I completely understand. If you're talking Clash and we're talking War Tune, there's no competition. In fact, Whiskey probably won't be any any Bashman artist in that situation. Listen, during Corona times, Whiskey is winning that that battle because they play it on their their they live stream it on their radio station online, and then people tweet and vote via the tweets. So during Corona period, Whiskey is definitely winning because um, if it was non Corona times, then maybe vibes might win and that's because uh, the Africans will actually be at work whilst the uh, Caribbeans will be at home <laughs> oh, wow. able to vote. Oh, no, I can't believe you went there bro I cannot believe you went there no I changed it there no no look how much friends he's getting from his own joke oh, I'm back bitches man. I'm back no, no. Man just, 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 man Coming on my ramping shop. That's a big song. Yeah, it's a massive song. That song is like an international massive song. But I think if you're talking like that, and this is why I say that I have to step away from it when I see these people saying this person versus that person. Because I know Clash as Clash. Like, for example, now, um, another example is in the dancehall scene, The there was a period where the best Clash person didn't, the best Clash person didn't, actually released many songs didn't have many albums but it was known throughout the whole of the dancehall that if you're going in a clash this man is more than likely going to beat you because when it comes to that, that um is that, is that ninja man that was ninja man when it comes to that freestyling yes. off the top of the head licking bars my man will catch you almost all the time uh, and he had a, a complete era where everyone was like yeah that is the king of dancehall that is the king of clash or whatever whatever so ninja man ninja man so that's so for me that's how i know clash so now now that I've seen that people have a different understanding of it and this this is a different um, kind of understanding, I'm kind of like stepping away now. I'm not really so much interested in what they're saying about song for song and all them kind of thing there, car. Right about now, man, take this thing seriously, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't, that's what I was saying. I was, when I was reading you, I was like, you can't, you can't take it the way you want to take it <laughs> because they're not doing it the same way that you want to do it. So, I, I, I didn't realise I didn't want to get involved because all it ends, ends up turning is going to be an African versus Caribbean thing anyway. That's what you know it's going to end up being. But um, I was like, if you're going to talk about bangers and hits and whatever, you, you're not going to really necessarily just discard Whiskey. You just cannot do that because the man has absolute bangers. But if you're going to war, 
Like you're gonna take Vice Cartel, man bleached his skin to go to war. You're not gonna take me. <laughs> like I just yeah. say, there's four eras of Vice Cartel. There's Black Cartel, there's Cake Salt Cartel, there's Super Saiyan Cartel, and then there's Jail Cartel. <laughs> but I'm not even joking because je- Prison Cartel, um, Cartel went prison what 2014 or 2015? Man's quit Prison Cartel. And, and 2016, man had 50 tracks out. 50 tracks out. Nah, bruv, there's there's errors. You can't, you can't, you can't. No, you but as I said, Whiskey has got a lot of songs, like a lot, big, big catalogue. So please don't write off Whiskey to say that, you know, man's been active since 2001. You know what I mean? He's not, he's not no, he's not no small No, I'm not, That's I'm, not say, I'm not saying that. And, and again, this is what I'm saying. I don't want to come off here like I'm disrespecting Wiz because I'm not. Because the man, like I said, he's got bangers. I know he's got bangers. And sometimes like every now and then a tune will come on and I'm like, oh yeah, that's Wiz, isn't it? And yeah, his feature list is big and everything like that. And I think some stupid people come up and made some comparisons like, oh yeah, Wizkid um, sold out O2. Vibe Cartel's never done that. Vibe Cartel's not allowed in the country. So obviously he can't do that, can he? But so it's like, I don't know. I don't know how people do their bases. And that's why I kind of like stepped away from the conversation. But yeah, Wiz is, no, Wiz is a, Wiz is a, is a serious dog. I'm not, I'm not out here trying to um, like um, defame him in any way or, or, or belittle him. Cause the man's, like you said, he's been active. He's very active. All right, um, hashtag ESM pod. Who do you think will win between Vibes Cartel and Wizkid? And uh, hashtag NS10V10 as well. So shout them out. Don't uh, take take the shine off them. They're, they're doing well. I'm just not impressed with that last selection of Beyonce versus Mariah Carey. Whoever did that, I'm not impressed. Who did they have as um, Beyonce's number one song? What did they have? Uh, the last song they did for Beyonce... Was um and uh, what? you're waiting for? What you're, you're trying to find that? Uh, simple. Which if you got five songs to to, to dash out, you only got the five. Just think of five off the top of your head. What what you coming with the five for the clash for vibes? What for um the cartel um whiskey clash? Yeah, yeah. You got five, brother. I can't that. I can't give you five off the top of my head, and I'm not not pussying out, but I really can't. That that needs a study. You never heard what I said. The man has four errors. I have to do a study there to see what's going on. Because you remember, he's got. War tune and gal tune as well, and I'd have to pick between them. It's mad. I couldn't give you five off the top of my head, and that's no no, no lie. Fair enough. Stav, let me um give you um Beyonce's top ten whilst you're looking for what it was. Me, myself, and I was in, was the tenth track. Yeah, you say what? Me, myself, and I, which is um as the number one, the number, number one well. track. Yeah, no, they, right. they, so they, they they just did one to ten. They did, I don't know. You know, I don't know about number one. I don't think they did it in order like that. I think the okay, the general or the consensus is the idea. I think if you're trying to play the game well, is you save your biggest tune to the end. Yeah. That's so anyway, our top ten in terms of streams and sales according to this site. Um, I bet it'll be different in other ones. But anyway, um, love on top. Best thing I ever had is number nine. Love on top is num- number ten. Number eight is running. Yeah, seven mm. telephone that, that's with Lady Gaga, six irreplaceable, five drunk in love, four single ladies, three if I were a boy, number two is crazy in love, and guess what is number one? I have no idea. Uh, crazy in love, Halo, isn't it? Halo, Halo, Halo's Halo. one of the biggest songs ever, is it? Listen, yeah, listen, you see, your um, Hulk smash guy, man, he's Beyonce's biggest fan. Don't watch that. Who's that? 
to you, innit? Yeah, there ain't nobody else here that Hulk smash, you know. I don't know. I don't. I don't even. I don't think I've even listened to the first three or four Beyonce albums. The only album I've actually fully listened to that's Beyonce is probably Lemonade, and maybe Drunk in Love. I don't think I've ever listened to a Beyonce album beginning to end. Yeah, I don't, I've only listened to the one with Jay Z. I don't. So you're, you've got me. You got me completely twisted if you think that I'm, I'm a uh, a beehive person because I'm really not. Yeah, I'm only playing, but now um, Beyonce's levels, man. See, but, uh, so for but me, I think, them that, I think Rihanna would murder. Really know. Pardon? I think Rihanna would murder in a clash as well. I was gonna say, who, out of these lockdown, do you think Rihanna would actually come true and murder all of them? Because if the, nah, I don't know about all of them because Mariah's, as I said, Mariah's going into the catalog. But the thing with with Rihanna is that Rihanna's got rock shoes. Rihanna's got the same thing as Beyonce, Beyonce and Rihanna um, and Be- um, Rihanna are very close because they've got rock shoes, they've got soul shoes. Got, but there's something about Rihanna's songs that again, a bit like the vibes thing. Even though they're not about Beyonce, they sound like war shoes. <laughs> 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 Bitch, there's some songs on rated, <laughs> yeah. You just said some songs like that. You know what I mean? There's songs on rated R that are just hardcore songs. Stuff like songs like "Sex with Me" so amazing. You play that, bro. That's that's an absolute banger. Rihanna's got some different type of kettle of fish tunes, bro. For me, Rihanna's Rihanna's got. If you're gonna go ten for ten, Rihanna's gonna come with. Rihanna's gonna bring your own husband involved because she could just bring, do what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Rain or whatever it is, or umbrella. Beyonce's husband's there back in the <laughs> they didn't even say that she was even banging joys in the back in the day anyway ain't that the one that was saying that she was cheating on with you're gonna come with the smoke bro you can't do that can, can we touch that. on can we touch a little bit on um, the clash that happened I think it was this time last week or 2am uh, we're recording on a Sunday by the way so last Sunday 2am it was um, Babyface Kenny Edmonds and Teddy Riley so this was uh, Mark 2 as the first one kind of had to get cancelled. That was on Monday, wasn't it? Come again? It, it was on Monday, wasn't it? It was on a strange day. It wasn't on Sunday. It was Monday, oh. I think they did it in the end. Well, you know, you guys, you know what I mean? Everyone's saying they don't know the days of the week, but who, who knows? It's probably Sunday, early morning or Monday, early morning, <clears throat> Tuesday, early morning. Who knows? But um, yeah, this was the second attempt because Teddy Riley didn't have a clue what he was doing in terms of you know, the technical aspect and the sound. No, aspect. no, no, so I'm not, I'm not having that. He came I'm... strong the second time round. And for me, for people that were born in our era, you know what I mean? It was, it, it, the nostalgia was crazy. You know what I mean? The nostalgia was crazy. Teddy Riley, for me, just edged it. Um, and I did like the banter from both of them, but more so um, Babyface. Um, but it was a fantastic clash. It wasn't a sound clash, as we know, in the JA, but a clash of classical hits from Babyface and um, Teddy Riley, who created that New Jack Swing era. I, was, I stayed up to the very end of that, and it was brilliant. My wife loved that, and she was she was going on and on, and she, she's lying down beside me right now. I was asking if she wanted to join in the conversation. She told me no, but she, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay no mind to it. I think I was even at work, but she was on it, on it like Sonic. She was uh, the actual, very, the, very the, proper, the proper clash or the, or the one that, the joke one. No, no, the sec, the, the second no, one. I'm, that I'm was talking about, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, uh, she, Mad Cat, she, she, she caught jokes from the, uh, the joke one. So I think she tried, she watched a bit of it and then she went to sleep like after a while, was like this is not working. And then she actually watched, uh, did you watch the whole of the, the real one, babe? Yeah. So and she she's not a late person at all. So she she went to bed late. Uh, she went to bed late. And she said that she fully and thoroughly enjoyed herself. 
Like Mr. Mm. Wolfie saying, yeah. she's of that era. It's like, ooh, that's my sound. All right. Sorry yeah, to cut real. you, yeah? I'm on was, Twitter at the same time as I'm, things, as, I'm, as I'm listening to you, man, yeah? And somebody, you see, it's already happened now. So they're saying, um, for this cartel WizKid clash, a man's asking, I've got to put the tunes together for it, he's saying. And he said, he asked all the Jamaicans and the whole cartel, cartelism community, what we saying? Cartel, um, commercial cartel to go for the win or shall we dig deep? into the Adija Palmer. You see what I'm saying? So everyone knows that there's different levels. So he's saying, should we do commercial tunes only or deep tunes only? I'll be honest with you, in order for this Twitter audience to understand, you'd have to do more commercial cartoon cartel tunes. But if we do just commercial cartel tunes, I think Wiz would win it. I don't know who's going to win Wiz is going to win it, full stop. Is that you reckon? Africans are on Twitter, bro. Africans I don't, on Twitter. There's more of us than I, them, unfortunately. I, and, and I don't, they're going to lean I don't more towards that side. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say to you now that the person who's putting the tracks together is African and he's on cartel side. So I, I don't know, bro. Uh, yeah, I we'll don't see. I don't think that it's going to be as... um as The way that you're saying, I, I don't think that they're going to let with, uh, Vibes Cartel just, just lose you. Know? <laughs> I think Vibes Cartel can't just lose this clash. There's songs of Vibes Cartel, if I played for you right now, even you will be like, rah! Because <laughs> there's... He's got bankers. You might not understand what he says, Steph, but he's got bankers. <laughs> no, I'm not. I know. I'm. I'm not disputing that. As much as I don't know his catalog, I know the man's got bankers, and I know he has a a vast catalog of songs. Yeah. So, and he's one of them people actually, because um, for those of you who don't know or who are recently tuned in, or because I haven't, I haven't uh, tarnished the name of Bashman uh, and all that kind of music in a while. So uh, let me do it now. It's not my favorite kind of music. It's it's quite low on my list of of musical tastes. But Vibes is one of those people, when I listen to his stuff, I like it. Like, still, it's like, it, it, the man is chatting not, uh, full nonsense, or he's chatting, like, what kind of song Cartel is this? Like, come it bring me. But it's, I still I'm enjoy it. it like, yeah, the man clearly has something about him. He's got he's got something about himself. But I think, um, I just think Wizkid is a bigger artist in world in the worldwide scope. So, that's that, really. Yeah. You know what's simple? Let's let's go on a different flex because it's always vibes and and with. What do you reckon about a clash between um, Mavado and um, Burner Boy? Mavado and Burner Boy. Hey, you might as well just be two Bashman artists. Hey, Mavado and Burner Boy. Ah, uh... Mavado and Burner is a is a battle. I think that's a better battle than Wiz and Cartel. Potential. Mavado's the gangster gangster for life person, isn't it? Gangster yes, for, yes, life. for life, anyway. <laughs> um, I love Mavado. Anyway, I think I think. Ooh, yeah, that is a it's a tough one. That's a, that's a tougher one than than. Yeah, you're right. You're completely right. You're completely right. It's a tougher one, definitely. Um, hard to call. Very hard to call. I, I love I love Mavado, man. I love Mavado. So I I think Bernard might probably win it because Bernard's on fire right now. I love Mavado, man. I love him. And so has Mavado bought out good tracks since he's been with Khaled? He's the one with Khaled, isn't it? Yeah, he's been he's been I with um Khaled. Um Mavado's his career's been an interesting one, yeah. And this is why Mavado lost against Cartel as well, to be honest with you. Um it's mad because I'm gonna talk about Mavado, but I'm gonna use Cartel to talk about him. So here's the thing. Mavado and Cartel had a clash at one point, and I think given um, the whole scenario. Anybody who knows that scenario knows that Cartel won that. But here's the thing: the difference between Mavado and Cartel. Mavado will make a tune that you will love, and you will love it forever, and it will never move from its place in your heart. 
But that tune will come once in a every now and then. Cartel work rate was that in dancehall, he would have, there was a period of time, and no word of a lie, there was a period of time where he would have three or four songs on the same rhythm. And like, this went on for an era, like he, like one of his eras between 2004 and 2000, and I think it was 2006, for that whole two years, almost every um, Big Bashment rhythm that came out, he had three or four songs on that rhythm, either two by himself and one with a feature, or three by himself and one with a feature, or four by himself, depending on the beat and how much he liked it, he would just drop tracks. And Mavado didn't have the same, same work rate. The only other person, for someone who doesn't know dancehall, but probably knows maybe hip-hop, for example, the only other person whose work rate I can say... Um, Weezy. Yeah, would be um, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, when that... La- that little- oh, oh, Tupac, yeah, huh? bruv. Tupac was the original, bruv. Man, he's dead. They still bring that... No, I'm not, no, but I'm talking about, like, if you're talking about work rate, Work rate while you're alive. Yeah, I'm talking about work rate yeah. as well. Like, with uh, Tupac did so many songs that they're still bringing no, up hear, songs uh, because he was doing like three, four songs a day. I hear that. I heard that. And and Little Wayne uh, again as living example is another one because he mm-hmm. had a period where Little Wayne was featuring on everything. He was dropping his own songs. He like he just lived in the studio. And I think that's probably the best comparison that I can kind of make to Cartel Gang Cartel's work rate. Like, R- remind me to come back to Little Wayne when you finish saying your thing, please. Oh, uh, are you are you going to talk about the Joe Budden thing? Yeah. Huh? No, I don't know anything about Joe Budden, but I, I, I've just got a question I want to ask about. Um, okay, all right. Cool. Okay, so, but uh, uh, yes, so that so that was the that's the work rate. So, um, Mavado will have if you can if you can get together ten songs of Mavado, there are going to be songs that you love. So that's why I'm saying it's a good clash. But the thing oh, is, again, Burner Boy has got, got ten man more of a work rate than I would say than Mavado because he's got tracks all over the place. Now, but but I think that at the time, Ravado got tunes, bro. You got songs like Squeeze Breast, you got songs like uh, Gangster for Life, obviously. You got So Special, you got tunes from Movado. Movado can there's a song that what's the song that I used to love with Movado, man? Oh, I forgot the stream song, bro. But he, he got bear songs, Movado got bear tunes. Movado's got Hope and Pray, Hope and Pray, big tune, yeah. No, I'm telling you, but he's got songs that stick out in your mind, and I can. Mm. I can probably name a couple of them like you're doing now because they stick out in your mind. The problem that I have with Cartel, he's got his catalogue is so deep that for every one I remember, I know I'm forgetting seven. Mm, 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 mm. This this could be an interesting clashes though. I think that if you're going to go for these Bashment clashes, I'd rather go with the ones that are a bit more, you know, under under the, under under than with Kid and, and Wives Cartel. I'll tell you who I like um, Bashment wise as well. Uh, what's his name? Popcorn. Popcorn's got some bangers as well. Yes. Popcorn could go with, yes. with a lot of these guys and destroy a lot yeah. of man. Yeah, definitely. But, but Popcorn's got anthems though. He's got the type the type of tune that both mm. man and woman will stand up together and sing their heart out. See, this is what I'm saying. With regards to this situation now, yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I know we and uh, Super are going off tangent than maybe you guys are into. But um, what do you... For me, I, as much as I love Vibes, and I know Vibes is obviously the father of the situation, yeah. Of this situation, yeah. I still, I think that popcorn might have bigger, bigger songs at the moment than maybe Vibes does. In a strange way, and I don't know, and I don't understand why I'm saying this, but it's like I feel like popcorn is more. I don't want to say it's more known because he's not, but there's something about popcorn songs, like you said, it's more. He's, he's got anthems. Yeah, the thing is, uh, like proper. Yeah, anthems. popcorn's got anthems. Yeah, and 
their proper like sing along anthems and you feel every you feel most of them to your heart because it's of the realness. Um with regards to against cartel at the moment, this isn't a problem that I had also with um the the Wiz um clash that they were talking about because they mentioned, oh yeah, uh Wizkid killed Cartel on his own track. And I went to go and listen to the track because I'd never even heard the track before. I went and go and listen to the Wizkid Cartel track and I could understand entirely why Wizkid killed him on the track. And it's because that track was, you know, like when a um, a rapper's in prison and they use offcuts mm. from um, studio sessions that he did um, and then they kind of like splice it all together and make a song out of it. That's basically what they did with Cartel's, um, uh, what's it called, verses and stuff in that song. And the the reason why that's significant is because it doesn't it means that that song that what they splashed together may not have been necessarily for that theme of that song if that makes sense they just kind of like put something together boom 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 all right now you've got a feature if a man is out and he's able to actually record a song based on the song that is um being presented or the theme of the song or the feel of the song or what have you it's very different to when you cut and splice and put a thing together so um in the same light i think popcorn would win now because Popcorn can kind of, uh, he's kind of got his finger on the pulse a little bit more. He's living the experiences that he can put into the song. Whereas I guess I love, Cartel. I love his songs. Huh? I just, I love Popcorn. The songs that I love that Popcorn does, I love them. Like I properly love them. And that's, that's the kind of artist he is. He finds that space in your art for you. Like, and he's done collabs with some interesting people like the Kano's and all the rest of it. And the, um, what name? He's gone Kano. Who else? I think he's done a, a collab with Chip as well. Like he's kind of, he's he's kind of a long-term artist that you're going to love forever. That's just, that's popcorn. Anyway, sorry, go on, Stav. You were going to say something about Lil Wayne. So um, my Lil Wayne question. I know some of us is a bit old, old school and whatnot. So maybe, and at the time, I don't think I appreciated it. When Lil Wayne was saying he was the best rapper alive, I foot freshly roundly and ultimately dismissed it it was like it was a nonsense comment way trying rubbish about but as i'm listening now with older ears i actually think at that present time i, I can't remember the time period or the years so it's, it's unfortunate actually because I, I would love to be able to pick this two three year period whatever it was it was about a three year period where lil wayne was the best rapper are you people on side with that or are you saying no Okay, this is why I say it's interesting because uh, on Joe Budden's podcast, they were discussing mixtapes and the mixtape era. And they said, basically, Lil Wayne is the best mixtape rapper of all time. Yeah. And mm. there was they actually had a clash. Same thing like these, this 10 for 10 thing that these guys were doing, where it was between Moore and Rory. And they did uh, Lil Wayne versus Fabulous. And uh, basically, Lil Wayne destroyed Fabulous. It was Moore's fault because he didn't play the, the, the as far as I'm concerned, Fabulous has the best mixtape series of all time. Done. There's no Say argument again? for me. Who? Um, the, uh, Fabulous has the best mixtape series oh. of all time. There is no mixtape rapper that has a mixtape series better than Fabulous when it comes to the soul tapes. I think the soul tapes is the best. There's not. There's nothing better. But but uh, are you sure? Because most people say Lil Wayne. Um, what do you call it? I can't remember what the name of it is. But the one where he's got the one, two, three, and four. They they all I say don't, that. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. There, there's no mixtape series better than the soul tape. There is none. The soul tape is perfect. It's like it's perfect. It's just perfect. And, and I think um, Joe Budden has a better mixtape series. Well, again, that was another argument because Joe Budden. Yeah, Joe, was, Budden, Joe Budden is that. better. 
they were saying that Joe Budden would get smashed by um, Lloyd Banks and, and he was not after uh-huh. that but apparently they, they had another clash they had, apparently Joe Budden and, and Rory had a clash I don't know who won the clash I think maybe uh, I think actually maybe Rory won that one as well but anyway so to go back to Rory um, with Fab and Figgies Little Wayne destroyed Fab like destroyed him so they were saying you know he's basically the best mixtape rapper of all time so I was listening to a Little Wayne over the weekend especially the cartoon whenever the cartoon came out there was nobody better than Wayne when the cartoon came out that was my, that's my opinion. At, at the time that I was actively rapping, rapping, no one was better than Wayne at the Carter. Right, so you're, you're co-signing that then. That Carter Two album is so good. Yeah, and he was just going. I I always say that Little Wayne is the best improved rapper of all time. There is no one that has made the jump from being okay, mediocre to being as good as Wayne is ever. I don't think I've ever heard that from anyone. So. For that alone, he's got a title for me in my head. But yeah, when he was rapping, rapping on the Carter 2 and them, I don't think anyone was touching Wayne about, but I need to know exactly that year so I could see who was around them years doing what they were doing. Because at one point, people might say that Beanie Sigel was the best rapper alive. I was just listening to Beanie Sigel today. Just today. I, I, I was going to do a tweet and say, the face, the I can almost remember when I first heard Get Down. That beat. By Just Blaze. Oh my! Anyways, let's let's leave Beanie Siegel because I don't think Beanie Siegel as a whole is as good as um as Lil Wayne because his albums had, although they were good albums, especially the first one, he he didn't have the mm-mm in his albums. He had. Don't get me wrong. Compared to anything that comes out today, it will smash it. But his first and his first three albums were really good, but they had very 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 good songs on them, and then they had um. Fillers, little Wayne had a bunch of like bangers on his. Uh, like you said, especially Carter Two. I know the masses like the Carter Three. That's that's when he peaked for for most people. I actually think nah. he peaked at Carter Two. That's that that, that is peak Lil Wayne in terms of albums. Uh, he was rapping better, and other, he was smashing everybody else's song after that. The, I, I, what I was listening to was a lot of um, what's his name, DJ Khaled songs. DJ Khaled songs featuring Lil Wayne. And it's like, man would eat. He, he blatantly had a vendetta that I am not letting anyone beat me. He did not, he would go on everybody else's tracks and beat them. Ace Hood, when he went on Ace Hood's uh, song with um, Rick Ross, he, he took over that song. That song no longer belonged to Ace Hood. He took it. It's mine now. It's mine now. It's my ship now. Anyways. And that's what I'm calling the Little Wayne era. Somebody says something though, and, and uh, I agree with them. That obviously there was a time when it was Little Wayne versus uh, um Little Wayne versus Little Wayne featuring um your boy uh, Santana, and trust me, whenever Santana and Wayne was on a song, Santana was always spinning Wayne. Yeah, they were they, they were they, they held each other's weight. Did they, they never actually release that that um, mixtape that they wanted to do? Did they? I think I think they did at one point. I think they did release the mixtape. But yeah, Santana was always late. spinning Wayne because because Santana came out the Santana's album came out the same year as the Carti. What was that song again? Welcome to the bad side and them songs there, innit? Welcome to the bad oh, side. Don't get me started on Dipset anyways. Don't get me started on Dipset. Because well, that, was, that, that was a movement. That was, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a different kettle of fish. But yeah, Lil Wayne had, a, had his own era. Dipset was a movement. Yeah, but Dipset came, was around the same time as the Carter 2. Them times there. Bro, this, is when music era. Was, this is when music was good. You just played anything, it was good. The, the, uh, this is why old heads like us, when we listen to music like now, you, you kind of, 
you almost shrug a little bit because yeah, there's good songs, there's good artists, but the, you don't have what it was before, where it's everybody was keeping everybody on their toes. It was it was a it was a battleground out there. It was All a right. battleground me, out there. Let me ask you the question then, because well, obviously well, 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 then, before let, we go forward, I I want to hear from the other man them. Webs, oh, sorry, sorry, Mr. Wolf. What are you thinking about this this little Wayne situation? Um, go on, Webs. Uh, for me, I was just going to say I wasn't big into the mixtape era, but the Carter series was by far one of the best series around. But then you have to look at um, Papoose. Uh, no, you don't. Why not? Because Papoose <laughs> is just not. It's just not. It's just not on his level. I, I did. I, I'm. I'm very uh, anti Papoose. So. <laughs> I just think Papoose is, is, I just cannot, I think Papoose has got really, really good lyrics, but I just, I can't, I can't listen to him. I just get bored of Papoose after three minutes. I'm like, okay, I don't want to hear you no more. His voice annoys me. His flow is exactly the same. And I'm just like, there's something about Papoose. And I know he's a good rapper. It's not his fault. It's just, I just don't like Papoose. I don't think he's as good as, as anyone tries to give him credit for but anyway sorry let me not stop you on that no that's cool I'm, like I said I was just looking at the, the mixtape era so everybody that was having a mixtape out were considered to be at the top of their game when Drake had his mixtapes out when um, Ludacris had his mixtapes out even if you go back to the who I would say not the original mixtape artist but one of the first mixtapes that blew would have been 50 and then you look at oh, yeah? that, you know what I mean so Guess it's, back. it's hard to say from the mixtape side, who's doing it? But no, we'll say the Carter, the Carter series, by far one of the best mixtape series. That's not albums, though. That's not mixtapes. Those are albums. Same difference. <laughs> it's music. Uh, Wolf. Mm. I like Little Wayne. I do, but I've never been his biggest fan, mm. and I do appreciate that he's been, um, that he was, um at the top of the tree at one stage uh this is going back i think we're talking about 2002 to 2005 maybe maybe a little bit longer than that you know but never ever have i been his biggest fan and i'll just leave it there what was the um i keep forgetting his name who did kick push lupe fiasco that was Lupe for Fiasco. Uh, Lupe's mixtape seasons were good as well. Yeah, Lupe's mixtapes, but no one's saying Lupe was the best rapper alive, even though Lupe was one of the best rappers alive. <laughs> Blatantly, Lupe was one of the best rappers alive at that point. When he came out, Lupe was amazing. It's, anyway, we've, we've had this discussion about Food and Liquor and, and them type of things there. The, that album there is... Anyway, that boy's, that boy's different level. See, so that's where spanners can be thrown in the works with this with this one. So it's it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow. And like Mr. Wolf said, I was never really a big um, Wayne fan, so I didn't I didn't jump onto Wayne until much later. Stav, let me ask you a question then, yeah? Because um, little, we're saying the Carter to you, or you're saying the Carter two as well as me. I'm saying the Carter two is when we think that he peaked. Yeah, we mm. we agreed on that. All right, so the Carter two came out 2005, the same year as the documentary. <laughs> Ooh, see? Oh my dreams, my the, dreams. The documentary. Come on now, exactly. Who's the documentary? Documentary. That was who? Exactly. The game. The game. That was the game. Yeah. Let me put. It's a better album. 
Exactly. So as much as I love that Little Wayne album, and I still think I, I'm not just dismissing Little Wayne's album completely because I think that that album is very, very, very good. I think there's a couple too many songs on it. I think if you cut down a couple more songs, it would be an absolute classic. But um, that that documentary album is just oh, it's just an animal. It's just a different animal, man. Just a different yeah. animal. Let me let me get the lyrics for one of the songs from this. I broke it down before. I, I want. I did it on Twitter. Let me. I want to do it on here for the, as a as a hip hop historian. See, the albums like that are are hip hop defining moments. It's like which which they, one? They, they the the dream. The documentary album was like a defining moment in hip hop. It's like a, a change had occurred, but then it wasn't kept up. No one followed suit that well. When you say no way. one, what do you mean? Because the game's got some, some got some bad boy albums, man. No, no, no. The game for me is one of the most consistent albums. rappers that that, ever, that that's been. The game has been one of the most consistent rappers for the past 15, 20, 15 years. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, but who followed suit after the game? Who was doing it like Kendrick. the game was doing it? Yeah, Ke- Kendrick. Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick, and maybe maybe J Cole. J Cole. No, Drake, no, Drake is that guy. No one's argue. No one can argue Drake. Because Drake has been around from I don't know how long, and he's he's just never he's he peaked and then never went below that peak. He's the longest, I think, the longest rapper to ever be on top of the game. Who's that? Drake. 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 Yeah, there's not been a rapper that has been on top of the game as long as Drake. Is anyone arguing? I, I can I can I can agree with that. I'm, I'm trying to think now. I'm trying to also, trying to, I'm trying to, to dial back. J Electronica. Yeah, I'm trying to dial back my memory to see where where how long we're talking about here as well. Bro, bruv, there's been errors. Jay Z had his error. Biggie had his error. Nas had his error. Um, who else? Who else was top of the chip, chip tree at one point? Uh, Buster had his error. Yeah, Tupac had his error. Snoop, all these mans had, yeah, Snoop had his error. They all had their errors. They all lasted two, maybe three years where everyone was saying, yeah, that's they're the top of that that tree. Drake's been the top of the tree for about 10 years straight. Uh, okay, interesting. It's, tr- it's true what you're oh, saying. It's true what you're saying. Only Kendrick has come close and Kendrick's knocked him off a little bit sometimes, but then every time Kendrick's knocked him off or J. Cole's tried to knock him off, when Drake comes back with the next album, he knocks them off again. Yeah, the there's no those, one that's the, been. The thing with J. Cole and Kendrick is because they don't do as nowhere near as much as Drake does. So whenever they kind of peak, he always takes his crown back because they disappear. They 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 release an album that everybody loves, and they might do a feature that everybody loves, but then that's it. They don't do anything else after that. They're not doing feature after feature. They're not dropping singles, just random singles. They're not dropping bare mixtapes. They ain't doing all that stuff. So they so they don't have the the um the heat, the the heat map that Drake does. Drake has got this heat map where you look at it and it's like, wow, this dude was all over the pitch the whole game. The whole game. He, he, he's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> that is what Drake is. He's Cristiano Ronaldo. In fact, they might be in the same era. He might who's be playing the football around at the same time. Who's, huh? who's the Messi then? Who's the Messi? New, Kendrick will be Messi. You're talking about Kendrick? modern modern rap. Modern. Yeah, yeah modern. Yeah. The modern guys. Cool. Kendrick would be messy. All right. All and then right. J. Cole would be uh what's his face? Uh the one that uh, J. Cole's PSG. not important, man. <laughs> but people love J. Cole, they call him the trilogy. That's, that's he's, their top he's a, three. J. Cole is a pretender. Why are you calling him a pretender? Beef thing. Because he's not uh, I, I think he's he's, he's like not a false, he's a false prophet. He's a false prophet. Jake, there that's is nothing, one of his songs as well. There is nothing wrong with J. Cole. 
but he's not as great as what as what these people are talking about. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, but when I was when I was saying that I think that Rich three two would spin J Cole, you was telling me no, and I think Rich three two would spin him. When did I say that? On Twitter, I said that Rich Rich thirty two over J Cole, and you was like, I don't know if I agree with that. And I'm like, Rich three two is. I think that we need to start putting more respect on our on our MCs names, these British MCs, you know, because they've been doing all of this chat about they're gonna do a UK versus US clash some some point, and everybody was just saying, now oh, the US is gonna wash the UK. And obviously, if we're going like what Simple was saying earlier, if you're going by volume and whatnot, obviously they've got so much more rappers, they've got so much more stars, they've got so much more songs. Yes by rights they, they should wash the UK but if you're talking about tip picking five man against five man our five man are going to hold their own if we get, pick the right five man properly if we pick the right five man I'm saying if you're going to give somebody time and you're going to ask Chip to do a war tune against the next man I'm I'm not putting my I'm not putting my money on the next man when Chip's involved I'm not putting my money on the next man if, if Ghetto's involved I'm not Thank putting you. my money on the next man if, if man like uh, Kano was involved if Rich Preach. was involved I'm not, it's Skepta's involved. I'm not, I'm not just putting my money on the next man because these men are, again, what Simple was saying, these men are come from war. These men are come from, they're breeded from war. They come Thank from you. the Grime Seam era. They're breeded from war. Thank they you. come for this. They break. They, they were they were born into the darkness. <laughs> yes, and you merely they adopted were born it. into the darkness. That's what I'm saying. Blatantly born into it. Whereas these men, obviously, there's certain men that are obviously were battle MCs, but they don't really transition into uh, into mainstream hip hop the same way that the grammar is uh, transitioned to the mainstream uh, gram or uh, whatever in the UK. So I'm not putting. I'm not. I'm not saying because I, I I really do feel like like in my top ten, Kano's there. Like it's not, it's not an argument. In my top ten, Kano is there. Kano has got a better catalogue than a lot of rappers, most rappers. He's there. I don't see why we should always downplay our MCs because we're so um, indoctrinated into the US scene that we think that their scene is just twenty times better than ours. No, no. There was a lot of people talking about Jay Huss, and as much as I love Jay Huss, I'm not taking him. Thank to war. you again. That's I saw. I saw that as well. I'm not taking Jay Huss to war. Nope. Sorry. He may tell them though, you're rapping like a rapping man. Because <laughs> he did tell man he starts like a dancing man. And whatever he says is going to be heavy, but I'm not taking him to war. I'm not. I'm not taking him to war. Um, can I just do something very quickly? It's a little bit of a side thing, but you people took it off my hands before I had a chance. We were, when we were talking about the documentary, and I mentioned um, the actual song, the documentary, from the documentary album, which came out in 2005. Yeah. Yeah, go on. Right. Yeah, yeah. There's a line in it that I love and it for me because we know that uh, the game is is like a almost a hip hop historian I call him a, let's call him a groupie he's a hip hop groupie but with him being a groupie he's a, he's a historian of hip hop and so he has this 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 bit where he um, uh, has this line on the documentary where it says um, I've got to restore the feeling it crawled out from under the rock after the dog pound crushed the buildings just like what does that mean and I, I just, I just want to flesh it out. Let's go back to the beginning. You had LA and you had New York with the beef during the mid nineties. Biggie versus Tupac, Death Row versus Bad Boy. So you had that beef. Then Dog Pound released the song New York, New York, and in the music video for New York, New York, they were in New York and they were kicking down the buildings. They were actually crushing the buildings of New York. Blatant disrespect to New York as LA rappers. Then CNN came back and did their song, LA, LA, which obviously 
they're, they're saying you can't talk about our land CNN being guys from um, Queens New York they didn't like the disrespect but everybody knew that at that point LA was actually running the game Los Angeles was running rap then Jay-Z came out with um, uh, Money Cash Holes a few years later and he had the lyric um, let's see I've got, to, I've got to restore the feeling. Yes. Um, New York's been sno- soft ever since Snoop came round and crushed the buildings. All right, and he said that in the mid, the, what was it the late, the late, the late nineties? Yeah, that's what started off the the Prodigy uh, Jay Z beef. By the way, but keep going. All right, so then, so this is now years later. Years later, that line that the game does, he takes all of that history all of that history and he puts it into the lyric which I'll say again so it'll make a bit more sense um, I've got to restore the feeling it crawled from under the rock after the dog pound crushed the buildings and when I first heard that I was like oh, I was rolling on the floor in the mid 2000s I was rolling on the floor I like this is this is a f- four bars that, or it's two bars that for me this meant so much because I lived through all of that for somebody else they might not understand what that means like when he says the rock he didn't he wasn't talking he it was a double entendre of talking about crushed crushed buildings and the rock obviously being the you know the nickname for Rockefeller oh god I love rap man I love wordplay as well so that's me we've been talking about music for a long time an hour. Uh, well, <laughs> and, I, still, and I could go for another hour. <laughs> yeah. Do you still want to talk about this? Uh, uh, well, I guess it's a side thing here about uh, Puff Daddy versus Dr. Dre and um, talking about making money. So you said something. It was your question. I'll let you ask, ask it. Uh, okay. So basically, I was debating about whether or not. Well, so, okay. So Dr. Dre and um, Puffy, I, 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 the, the discussions about them doing a clash. But uh, Swiss Beats must have come out at some point and said. Uh, I don't think we can do this on Instagram. By the way, that Teddy Riley and um, Babyface clash, there was 500,000 people watching it on Instagram to the point where it ha- Instagram crashed and they had to... I hadn't even finished up. talking about that, man. Flip here, Nick. I even oh, sorry. Yeah, that. man. Yeah, get back to it. <laughs> Forget, it's all right. Just carry on. Uh, what, 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 what? I thought you had. Cause, but sorry, no, anyway. I hadn't. Okay, then go and, on. Uh, what's his name? Um, Simple came up with his... Um, Twitter stat. Go, 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 go on, carry on, because then, then I can go off from you. So go and see what you're saying. No, no, no. Just carry on, just carry on. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, so there was 500,000 people watching that clash. And uh, I eventually went onto YouTube. People that was had to, like somebody would be filming it from Twitter and putting it onto YouTube and that's how people were watching it. So anyway, so they were saying that, Twitter, I mean, sorry, Instagram might not be able to handle this clash because it's going to be even bigger than that they reckon it's going to be the biggest one so they're saying and also they're saying they, they don't think that it should be for how can they how, how do they put how do they word it it might need to be something that people have to pay for so I don't I was thinking obviously people are doing all of these clashes because of the quarantine because of lockdown you know it's something to get your fans interested in what you're doing you know it's just to make everybody what they say that it's to be a pick me up to make people feel good about the, the situation about what's going on people are dying but now they're talking about monetizing it now i don't have a problem with people monetizing things that they've created but i don't know it stuck with me when they said they're going to make people pay for it i'm just like out of everyone you probably need the money the least <laughs> like you're two billionaires going against each other but you're billionaires for a reason 
And obviously the reason is because you do things like this. So what I was just wanting to know, what do you think about you these men trying to monetize this this clash? Do you think that they should? Um obviously take into account that Puffy has his own network that he could probably run it off if he really wanted to. And he won't be charged for it because he's his own network. So he could do it again, do it for free and get people to sign up to um what's his network called again? Steve, you, do you remember the name of his network? Uh, I do. I'll, I'll say it when I remember it. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, yeah, but but before you continue, you do realize they were saying they want to do this for to make money for the cause. They were it was a it was a charity basically. Yeah, but if, again, the people that you're asking to give money, they don't have money. People, especially in America now, where a lot of people have their jobs have gone. Like people gone. have money, man. How much did that old man make uh, walking up and down his garden? I don't know what you're on about. The, the guy that got sponsored, NHS, yeah, uh, yeah, he, he got sponsored for yeah. NHS things. He was walking up and down his garden. I think he did five miles in the end or something like that. But he's an old, old man. What's is that in the UK? That? Is it 30 or 50 million or something? Something dumb, yeah. M's, bro. Wow. 50 million. Millions, bro. Because he's a 99 year old man, been through the war, and he's like, you know what, I'm, um, I'm oh, doing yeah, walk, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm walking yeah, for yeah, NHS. Yeah, Millions, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, people got money. People, yeah, the NHS which, which, people, which, that, the, the people that he's been making that been working for, they've made nearly two hundred million during this crisis uh, in uh, donations, donations, donations. donations. So people gifts. Um, actually gifts. have money to give for this cause because basically, yeah, but this, gonna, is, if, this is UK we're talking about. I'm that, well, more yes, of the US. that's UK. But if the people in the UK are feeling the same way as the people in America. It's, not, it's I don't see it as a massive difference. Ooh, I think they're losing more jobs in America than they are here. Uh, yeah, all the jobs they've gained in the last ten years, they've lost it in the last uh, ten weeks. So that, that's what I'm saying. I think there Mad. is a much more bigger impact at the moment than we, we're having job wise. So anyway, but I just can't see what they're looking at is this. Yeah, whatever money we're gonna give you, boys can give that money. <laughs> you don't need us to give the money. You could do it. That's the that's the argument, isn't it? You're billionaires. If you wanted to give ten million, you could do that, and it's not even going to cut that much into your money. All right, let me let me answer your question. Then, even if it had nothing to do with charity, that's their business. I I, I have no I've never understand this issue of you trying to tell a man what you should do. If you don't want to pay, they don't pay. Or if you're going to pirate it, pirate that's what I'm saying. It, and that, that's it. So I have no issue with them saying I want to monetize something. The reason they're billionaires is because they they make money, not because they give away things away for free. People have this issue with rich people saying, um, pay me. It's not, they're not forcing you to do it, you know. You don't have to pay them no money. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I don't know. This, for me, I just thought to myself, if you're going to do this, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go down the route of asking people to pay for it. But I would definitely go down the route of saying I'm doing it on my own platform. Mr. Wolf, what do you reckon about Revolt. Stuff? Revolt is his platform. Revolt, that's it. Yo. What's the question? Sorry. What do you what, what, what do you think about these? What do you think about uh, Dre and and um, Puffy potentially um, monetizing their battle? Yeah, I'm I'm with Stavros. You know, they're not monetizing it to uh, put in their back pocket. They're monetizing it to um, generate funds to give back, hopefully, to their people and their communities. You know what I mean? So if that's what they're looking to do, if they're if it's all for a good cause, then I'm down for it, man. You know what I mean? I mean, imagine they have a clash and they say, you know, one dollar ninety nine. I might pay. For, I might pay that. Do you know what I mean? This was one ninety nine. If I know that it's going somewhere special, 
and you can trust these people. If you feel that you can trust them, then why not? I haven't got a problem with them doing that. So, so you would pay for you know? it? But, but to be honest, and this is the thing, this coronavirus, let's not pretend that it's, this is real. You get me? And we've had a discussion in the past about good deeds, um, whether you should make them public, and things like that. You know, I don't know how much charity work these guys do, so I'm not trying to throw shade on them, but I just think that these guys should do more, should show that they do more. You get me? I don't know what Dr. Dre does in terms of charity work, Puffy and things like that. You know, people in Flint, Michigan are still struggling. People in their communities are struggling. I know that they give opportunities to certain people. You know, but um, I'm down for this. But I'm just saying it shouldn't just be for this time. It should be, um, it should be doing it all the time and let people know that they do it. Not if your heart is clean, it's fine. No one's saying. I mean, if you can tell that there's a celebrity doing it, you know, just to big up their own profile, then f that. But if you can see that the person's heart is clean, then do it because we as a people need to be seen to be helping each other. Because other communities do it. That's my feeling. That's what I'm saying. And that's my word. It's bone. Day. Um, I think Puffy's Network's Revolt, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. Um, but I if I'm vaguely remember, at the end of the Teddy Riley and Babyface um, back off, didn't Dre come on the phone and say... That's not his thing. He wasn't going to do one of those things. At so, the end, yeah, he had, they, he they had a video call. Yeah. I don't know so if he said it. I don't it, know whether, that's, whether his mind's changed because there's financial ramifications to it. But even if there is, it's got to look at what, what's going to happen with the money. So if it is to do with um, putting it towards a charity to help people in, in Corona crisis, then it's a good thing. Would I pay for it? Mm, no. Because if everybody else has been doing it for free, to monetize off it now, even though if it's for a good cause, it's still a bit of a questionable situation. And because these guys are millionaires, maybe it's a it's a tax write off. Who knows? I don't know. But that's just my. Maybe opinion. we should lean into the white community that normally pays for the concerts and buys the music and stuff for this kind of charitableness as well. Like, yeah, if they advertise yeah, it. But, yeah, but they'll be doing should, that anyway. We should lean into that community they'll, for the allyship in this one. So our uh, our Caucasian counterparts that like to say the N-word when they're at home, when they're listening to it and in the car and all that, they should pay. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. So <laughs> would, that, would that give them carte blanche to say it? It wouldn't give them carte blanche to say it, but... I'll, I've paid my dollar, damn it. I'm going to say that anymore. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's at home in it. So you, unless they're going to go and put on TikTok, we don't know that it's actually been said in it. So let, let, <laughs> let them They will put it on TikTok. You know that already. They will go say it. straight away say to it. put it on TikTok. Say it. I'll say it with you. No. <laughs> yeah, I see that. The thing is, is, is that um, their audience is, that's their audience. Well, obviously, we as a people, black people, we support our own when it comes to music. We've been talking about music for over an hour now. But their core audience, maybe, is still white folks, and they will dig into their pocket. Like Stavros said, the old man that was walking around the garden. Listen, these people like a charity in it, and they just give their money to charities. You know, the biggest charities in this country are animal ones. You know what I mean? So, you know, white folks will dig into the pockets of, you know, or the white fans of Dr. Dre and Puff Daddy. I think it will be by default that they'll, um, 
that they were going to their pockets. Are we saying that white people are more charitable than black people? I just want to squash this before we continue because that's what it sounds like. Well, potentially, potentially because white people have by default more guilt. So yeah, I would say potentially they are more charitable, more charitable, not because of um, love, but just because of out of guilt. You don't know what's in their heart. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying mm. I can see a motive in it. A, I can see a motive from far. Oh, there's always going to be an ulterior motive. I give mm. to the black community. I'm one of you. I wouldn't even go that far. I would just go as far as to say, like, um, like that dormant, I don't talk about it, what we've done, what they've done or whatever. If I give this money, then I know at least I'm making some kind of forward contribution. I think there's a, I think there's a, and we don't talk about this in the black community. I think there's a low level, there's a Ford. low level of, Forward contribution to what? Reparations? No, just a forward contribution to the fact that, like, I think there's a, a sizable white community that that is aware of what's gone on before, know that they can't really do anything about what's gone on before, so they decide that going forward where they can, um, and it doesn't put them out too much, normally by charity, they'll kind of give money or, or sponsor some child off in some far, far place. As long as the thing doesn't require too much um, physical commitment from them. I think white people have a, um, what's the word? They have a, a tendency towards making these type of charitable donations or stuff like that. Um, out of guilt more than anything else. Gifts. I want to, I want to uh, branch off that, Gifts. but I want to ask another question, music related. Who would you put Michael Jackson up against in this challenge? Prince. Done. Prince. It has to be Prince. There's no one else. Who's, who's your mo- who's your money on? Prince. Your money's on Prince over Michael. If we're talking about again, it depends what the clash is about, bro. No one beats Michael Jackson. Damn. I think, I f- I think we touched on this before in a previous um, podcast, and we were talking about Prince, uh, James Brown, and Michael Jackson, and what order we would put them in. Um, Michael Jackson. I don't know. Maybe he's got more popular tunes because he is the king of pop isn't it you know what I mean but in terms of you know when you think about the whole package you know and the authenticity of certain moves and things like that you know a lot of people would put Michael Jackson third place behind James Brown and Prince no one beats you know I mean? Michael but, but, Jackson and the thing is yeah, you have it, to look it, at it like it are seems, you, it, are it you seems including so, the Jackson 5 or is it just no, Michael no 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 we're just talking home. about Michael we're just talking about Michael but it no seems disrespectful Michael to Jackson. even it seems disrespectful to even um, suggest that anybody can beat Michael Jackson but Purple when you really rain. break it down Purple Rain <laughs> Prince, no here's the thing Prince, yeah. with that with that Michael Jackson Prince know, but we've done it we've done yeah, this yeah but with that Michael Jackson Prince battle we, you have to be very, very specific about what you're talking about in terms, in terms of battle, because if you're talking, if you're talking about the, Barry if you're talking about the individual as a whole, then it's another thing completely, because a lot of people don't realize how many songs, um, Prince wrote for other people. And exactly. And it just never, it never, like, who knows, knows, but it's not like no known information. He wrote so many songs that other people have bust off of. And it's just like no one beats Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's very true. Mm-hmm. Michael's top of the top of the top. I heard this. As, I'm going to sit my dancer, rum right now. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to ask you if you're on that yak today. No, uh, as a dancer, he's probably the less of the three. 
but I'm, I'm going to stick with just Prince and, and, and Michael Jackson as a dancer is questionable but I'm going to I'm going to say that Prince is the better dancer uh, as a writer there's no competition Prince is the better writer as a producer because Michael did produce as well again there's no competition because um, Prince produced everything all over the world and played a million different instruments so if you look at it like that and then even if you want to look at like some certain no well no even no songs Michael Jackson wins and that is why nobody beats Michael Jackson because he just <laughs> his reach is too far his tentacles are- go all around the world many times over nobody beats Michael yeah Jackson. but the thing about the finish. thing ab- I told I told you I'm no I'm not letting you finish I told you the story about the other day <laughs> when I when I left um Michael Jackson playing in the um in the on, on the Alexa and by the end of how many hours my daughter was was now a Michael Jackson fan and all she likes is Disney films it's just these cartoons where they sing that's what she likes she likes uh, children's musical uh uh, animated films that's what she likes she doesn't like um modern music but for some reason michael jackson transcended that and she was a michael jackson fan no one beats michael jackson shout out to wendy did you know shout that prince wrote did you roll that prince wrote it's just another manic monday that was prince that's prince that's, I'm, that was uh, prince. prince okay and still no one Beats Michael Jackson. He wrote nothing compared to that was you. And still, nobody beats Michael Jackson. Well, well, uh, so this what I'm saying. True. What simple saying is correct because we're going off with a man that could play next man's shoes to come for you. You know what I mean? He could play a next man's tune. He could play Kiss. He could play his version or the Tom Jones version. That's how deep it is. I, I don't know, man. I, I think that... I'm telling you now, as much as I agree with you, Steph, no one beats Michael Jackson. If we're going 10 for 10, or even 15, 20... No one beats Michael Jackson. I'm going to preach it like this. Tell I'm him again, like Steph. Tell him again. And I'm not, I'm, I am not the biggest Michael Jackson fan, by the way. I'm not saying this because I'm the biggest Michael Jackson fan. I'm saying this because nobody beats Michael I'm, Jackson. I'm, I'm going to preach it like this, yeah? For Prince to beat Michael Jackson in the clash, let's say it's a 10 for 10, he could potentially win by not playing any of his own songs. So only only the songs... I knew you were going to say something song, like that. No, I knew no, you were going to say the songs no, that he wrote for other no, people. No, 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 he cannot, he cannot win. <laughs> he cannot win. There's no way he, he can do win. that. He can't the, the songs that Prince is going to ever ever come close to beating Michael Jackson for are still going to be his songs. They're still going to be Purple Rain. It's, no, I'm it's, I'm it's saying gonna, I'm Purple saying, Rain. I don't think that, I don't think I'm saying the Purple Rain and stuff is the annihilation bit. But if he wanted to just like you know, all right, let me throw no, out he, ten he songs he that can't. I wrote that you don't even know about, and they're bangers. No, he he can't. He can't. He can't. Okay. He, can't, he cannot. Okay. He cannot. He cannot. He cannot. Even the songs that even if even if he could go against next man and he still might not win. He might not win that against Babyface. Babyface might beat uh, Prince in that in that respect. If you're gonna say about songs written for other people, Babyface will probably beat Prince because you have to remember Prince wrote songs for people, but there's so, there's songs that Prince refused to write people songs for because Prince was one of those bands that would just say, "Nah, I wrote this song for you, but you're not. I'm not. I'm not giving it to you anymore because I don't like you anymore." And he did it himself. So I don't think he can win on that battle. But if he does his own songs, then it depends again it all depends on what music you like because songs like I Would Die For You it's not going to be for everyone but if you're a Prince fan that's your that's your shit 
I will die for you. Like that's gonna be like, that's gonna be your shit. But if you're not a Prince fan, you're not, you're gonna be like, what's this? And as soon as Michael Jackson says something like, "Remember the time," you know, <laughs> you're gonna go mad because that is a banger, absolute banger. If you place Earth Song, like Earth Song on Purple Rain for me, are ones that could go back to back because Earth Song is Earth Song is just just massive. Do you know what I mean? Those types of songs is massive. We haven't even gone to things like Bad or even Thriller, like. This is Michael Jackson, but Prince is the only one that comes close. Prince is All the right. only one that comes close. Okay, um, were you finished with that um, webs? Yeah, that was that was that one. Um, right. My other question goes straight off to something else. Go on. Then. If it came down to paying reparations, how comfortable do you think white people would be to pay it, and would they pay it? Wow, man did the biggest U-turn. You know, he went in one direction and then came right back to where we started from. Uh, if we, if say again. If we had, if white people had to pay reparations, would they be comfortable paying it, and would they pay it? No, and no. Of course, they wouldn't be comfortable. What if it gave them car blanche to, to use the end of it? Oh my oh, god! No, What's wrong no. with you? <laughs> one can't no, ask no. a serious question. <laughs> serious? I, exactly. He takes a serious money. question with nonsense. <laughs> I've paid no, my money. No, but I it, it. it's. White people um, would not be happy with paying for reparations for a couple of reasons. One is, um, no, they they just wouldn't be happy because uh, they would look at it like they don't feel they should be paying because they didn't do the crime. If my dad committed the crime, why should I have to do community service? Why should I have to pay the fine for my dad driving drunk? That that's that that would be the logic behind it, and um, I, I I even understand it because for you to start going to um why the money is coming to you as much as I get it, th- there's an institutionalized s- system that's been set up that benefits you, and so I under, I understand that your father committed the crime, but your father committed the crime which now benefits you, which is why we're saying you need to give back. But then even then end of the day everybody gets taxed the money's coming from the tax system so it's not coming just from the white people the money's coming from everybody that lives in that country so um it it, unless you were actually going to say you're going to do a white tax and only tax white people and then give that money to black people in which case that's even a separate issue that's going to be an uprooting then you're going to get um the whole of redneck um america with their pitchforks and all other manner of uh, sheep shagging gear and they're going to go to war um Can I say something? I'll ask a question even. Maybe people know. But when um the Jews were, or the Jewish community, were giving their money and there was there's so many other different um countries or cultures or races, whatever you want to call them, that was paid. Where did the money come from? Was it from the sovereign wealth of other countries or what? Because you're saying will white people be happy with paying? It wouldn't be coming from them anyway. It'll come from something else. Like, how were the others paid? From government funds. But government funds is made by borrowing and taxes. That's the two ways they make their money. They don't, they don't, unless you're talking about quantitative easing, they don't just make money out of nothing. So they, they, they borrow money from other countries and they tax people. And that's, that's that. Okay. All right. Well, so, sorry, sorry. just to answer the question is, a, is, is definitely no, man. 
For for those Sorry. that don't know, Jews got Jews got reparations from uh, certain countries after the war. Um, Japanese got reparations after the war for, because they got bombed out uh, from Americans. So there are communities that have reparations. It's not. It's, it's maybe it's, I, I don't know. Maybe it's common knowledge. I don't know. I was a big man before I, I knew that. You know, oh, so reparations is a thing. People do have had reparations. It's just you, your nerves ain't never gonna get it. So um, that's that. It's 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 um it's difficult to um see how we would ever get it. If I've got this list, uh, I've always had this list. So I'll just read this uh, list out to you. In 1952, uh, Germany was paid uh, 822 million um to German Jewish settlers. In 1971, the United States paid uh, our, uh Alaska natives um, I'm assuming that those are the American Indians. They paid 81 million to Klamaths uh, of Oregon. I think that's going to be the same thing. So there's a whole load of United States here, and I'm going to assume that it would be some, most of it to the American Indians. Canada as well. They paid uh, 200, well, they gave 250,000 square miles to Indians and Eskimos. In 1990, Austria paid 25 million to Holocaust survivors. 1990 USA paid 1.6 million or 20,000 each to Japanese Americans. How about that? Well, in 1865 to the present day, um, not a single money has been paid uh, for slavery and the Jim Crow. I love it. Thank you coming through the facts. I even want, Africans, I even want a round of applause Americans. to be put in here somewhere like here. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm feeling it, bro. I feel ultra black I'll now. I'll do that for you, bro. Come with facts and figures why do you feel ultra black what is there any pride in saying that these other communities rounded up themselves up? no no my pride uh, collected my, themselves my up pride i collected that money my pride comes from the fact that he came with with facts as opposed to these uh 5g masked corona virus conspiracy bullshit that's going whoa, 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 whoa. you know who you're talking to <laughs> when you mentioned 5g yeah i know but he came with facts this time around so i'm reading it all right <laughs> Let's let's sidetrack, so, so we don't we don't run too long. I don't want to get in trouble. I got a question for you, man. Go on. Uh, obviously, I've been at, I've been at home um, more with my daughter than 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 uh, I would normally because I'd be uh, she wouldn't be at work a lot. Anyways, obviously, we all know why I'm at home more. And um, there's this thing that she started doing the last few months that I've been trying to drum out of her. And I want to I want you, man, to tell me if I'm being too too harsh on her or not. So she does this thing where it's like, Daddy. Do you like playing with the jigsaw? Or daddy, do you want to uh, do whatever it is to, to play um, house? With this house she wants to play, make-believe. Daddy, you like playing make-believe, don't you? And I'll tell her no. And she's like, oh. I said, why do you ask? I don't know. I said, do you want me to play make-believe? Do you want me to play with the jigsaw? Yes. So I tell her, I'm, I'm not doing it. And, and do you, you need to learn to ask me for what you want. When you when you want me to play a jigsaw with you, say, "Daddy, can I play jigsaw with me?" And I'll play it with you. If you say, "Daddy, do you want to? You like playing jigsaw, don't you?" Then I'm just not doing it because I don't want you to go down that pattern of hinting or telling me what you you know you know, you understand what I'm saying. Do you think I'm being too harsh? Because I didn't start off doing that. I, I told her the first few times, and then after she continued doing it, then I, now I if she asks me in that fashion, I say I'm not doing it for you. Am I being a bastard to my three year old? I don't know if you're being harsh, but I feel like you are potentially, um, well, I'm only saying this because you didn't state it, but I feel like you're potentially overlooking a skill that she's crafted or crafting. And that is the ability to, um, 
be manipulative with her approach. So what she's basically done is something that she wants to do. She's reformulated the question in a way to make you feel like you want to do it. And I feel like that's a skill that's <laughs> needed and required and probably will help her in the future um, as a woman in any working situation. Um, if the world is still heavily patriarchal um, when we when she becomes an adult, I think she's learned a very, very um, important skill for her uh, her portfolio there of being able to speak to somebody in terms that they think they're coming things. up with the idea. You say what? Only, only you would see it like that. But that's how I, I see it. You, no, 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 no. I, I saw that. I saw that, but I don't like it. So I, it's not something I want to cultivate. I hate when people do that. So I, I've, I've seen it. I know yeah, that. But maybe, but maybe that's just her, isn't it? It's, you no, may not it's like children. It, it's children. That that's children. Be... All children learn to manipulate. That's like one of the first, they, they learn to walk, they learn to talk, and they learn to manipulate. Where did they learn to manipulate from? That's just part of, it's the same way they learn to talk and walk. It's just part of it, isn't it? So they yeah, from you, have, you have to remember you have to remember all of that crying to get what you want that's manipulation yeah but um, that type of manipulation if you were talking about manipulation there are levels to it obviously isn't it so there's manipulation where you realise your face in a certain configuration uh, evokes emotions in people so you start making that puppy face or whatever it is then there's manipulation mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. you uh, now know that you're using the the, the language medium that is currency and you're 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 manipulating or using language in such a way that you can manipulate somebody's actions so she's just from what i can tell from what you've said obviously that's the context i have it just sounds like she's exercising um a set of skills so for me i don't know if you're being too harsh but because you didn't state it previously you said it now but previously you didn't state it i just thought you were maybe overlooking the fact that the child is uh is doing up some some next level of of, of learning and, and practicing and stuff like that. So you think I should take her Jedi tricks and teach her to force her to the dark side? The, the thing that what happens, um, I can't speak for you, but I can for myself. Whenever my daughter shows some um, penchants for the dark side, I um I don't <laughs> entirely like usher her away from it. Because whether you like it or not, I think <laughs> I, I think whether you like it or not, yeah, we have to understand that um, if you want to be one with the Force, you have to understand the Force in its entirety. And the Force goes from Jedi power to Sith power. So you need to understand it. You can't bathe in one side only, but you should at least be, uh, uh, at least be, um, you should at least be able to, to understand the moves that are available there. Even if you're not an expert mm. in them, you should understand them. You get what I'm saying to you? So that's mm. how... I, and we've had plenty of examples of that. Mm. We've had the Star Wars that we were just um, quoting a mention in there. We've had uh, Doctor Strange. We've had, like, there's always... There's always one person that is seen as the light of good, but also knows and understands the ways of the dark side. There is good and bad in everyone. Akuma and Kenarayu. Kenarayu, there you go. Learn Akuma and Kenarayu. There's always... It's like the the lesson constantly is just because you consider that to be the opposite of what you're in, it shouldn't be something that you don't have any knowledge about. You should you should understand a little bit of the dark side, not enough for it to to um, consume you, but enough for you to know what it's capable of. So I would say that balance is always the key here. So 
try to to remain balanced. So yes, you don't like it. That's cool. Um, don't make it a milestone to say that you don't like it because that potentially, if if the dark side has has gone too far already, that potentially is the fuel for her to to delve deeper into it. Um, well, she don't listen to it. It's no point in just talking. My daughter is clearly, clearly one of those. If you don't hear, you must feel. She don't. She don't listen. <laughs> she, she does not listen. <laughs> She listen to me. So who does she get? You, you tell from her. You can tell her. Go over there and get me this, and she'll get up and start walking there. And then when she get this, she's like, "Daddy, what did you ask me?" <laughs> she does not listen. She don't listen. She just she just runs on 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 emo. She's an emo girl. Uh, Mister Wolf, as a father, what do you reckon? Am I going too hard? I don't want to dwell on it too, um, too tough. I just want to skip past everyone's answer and then we move on. Yeah, I'm not gonna deep it, but um, I'm with simple. I've never thought of it like that. The way our simples kind of analysed it, but um, now nah, I, I was thinking about other things, like what I was doing with my kids. But nah, you know, nah, nah, nah. It's just, just leave her be in it. So far as it's not gonna be detrimental to her future, then um, by all means. I remember my my kids started to suck their thumb, and I know that uh, you're. <laughs> okay with that idea you know because you publicly will say that that's what you still do but every time they put it in i would just take it out i said no 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 no. my kids ain't, ain't gonna be sucking it from at all so every time it went in it just came out so it became a habit that they knew that if daddy was around or if mum was around they ain't gonna be able to suck their from mum and dad was around all the time so after a while they just forgot about it even a pacifier the pacifier was only used in extreme cases. You know I mean, we didn't want anything in their mouth, you know? So extreme cases just was things like um, wind, bad wind, you know, and maybe if they were really ill at one time, that they could use it as a as a comfort. But um, things like what your daughter's doing, it just shows maybe a level of intelligence, I guess. That's what Michael Simple saying. I know my daughter's smart for her age, but I don't think this is exceptional. I don't see that as an exceptional behavior. I see that as normal behavior for for somebody a three, four year old. That's what they do. What you what you see as normal behavior for your smart child may be extremely smart to somebody else's normal. Precisely. Child. So because you know, to you, it's 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 normal to see that. But don't think that every kid, everybody's kid is smart. You know? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm around enough children. I've been around enough children to to know that. This is what I'm saying. I don't. I don't. I, there are things that she does that I'm like, I look at my wife and be like, wow, this this you know, she's got some sort of elevation about her. But that's not one of those things. I see that and I'm like, yeah, this is what children do because I've seen it. Not because not because I've you know I'm just plucking it out of the air. I've seen it enough times to so know this is what children. Can I ask do. your question though? Go on. Does your does your daughter wave her hand when she says it? Daddy, you like chocolates, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't she hasn't uh, progressed in the regal uh, hand movement yet. It's, maybe she does. I don't know. Yeah, no, I watch it because if she does uh, the hand movement, it. you're finished, bro. <laughs> what does that move then? Is that the actual, that, that Jedi, is the actual Jedi, Jedi movement? That's Jedi yeah. movements. That's the actual Jedi movement. If she does that, you're finished, bro. Suddenly, suddenly, she's such start start squeezing that hand in your throat. Your throat does start. <laughs> She's doing a you jeopardy mean, on you. She's you doing a blatant jeopardy on you. You know that uh, program, Je- Je- Jeopardy. Is it Jeopardy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they ask you, uh, yeah, it's like they kind of reverse the thing and give you an answer and you got to ask the question or something. Like yeah. That. So she's kind of, she's, she, yeah, man. She all right, man. Just leave her alone. Wala? 
Um, uh, I I don't like it, but that's me. In it. I'm I come from you in it, so I, I'm not gonna like that <laughs> situation. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. If you want to ask the question, ask the question. But she's for free, yeah. Yeah, free. Well, free. She'll be forced. She'll be forced soon anyway. She should be forced. Yeah, she'll be forced soon. But she's a three-year-old, so she's doing three-year-old behavior, isn't it? That's what they want to do because they know that they want to test the waters to see whether or not they're allowed to do the thing. So they're just testing it. But um, and maybe it works with her mum. I don't know. So maybe that she's just trying to do something that she, that works with other people, or maybe it works with the people in nursery. I, I don't know how, where she got it from. So she's now just using it as a, a, a one of her a weapons against against the uh, the humans that they call adults. So I don't know. I I don't like it though. I would tell her if you want something, to, you should ask for it and not go down this 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 way of doing things. But then when she does eventually ask for it and you shut her down, <laughs> no, she's still gonna be like, oh, maybe I should go back to the way that I was doing before because that seemed to be getting me better results. So I I don't know. But I, I don't particularly like this beating around the bush thing. But she's a child, isn't it? So if she was a, if she was a little bit older, I would have more more of an inkling to be telling her off more vigorously. But because she's only three years old, I'm just like. You, you can you, I would explain it to her like you don't need to ask daddy if I like it because if you're asking me if I like to play house daddy does not like to play well me personally Uncle Wahala does not want to play house with any child so if you I'm doing it because you want me to do it not because I, I like to do it so if that's if you want to answer that's what you're going to get so if, if that now says that you can't play house that's your business you know what I mean so it depends on that. I, I'm, just, I'm too out of not in in the situation to be able to give you a valid answer apart from the fact that I obviously don't want people to ask me that type of question I don't like being asked questions period let alone asking me questions you know that you're not really even asking me for just wasting <laughs> don't, time don't, don't get me wrong my daughter my daughter's done it to me before but um, the way I broke it down was I didn't really make a big deal of it I just said to her yo if you want something or you want me to do something or you want to do something with me just ask me to do the thing you don't have to pretend like I want to do the thing so that you can get to do the thing. It, it actually works out better for you if you just ask me directly. Because when you do this long thing, I do oh, oh. the long thing with you and then no one, nothing gets done. And she was like, okay, daddy. And she stopped yeah. doing it. But, but you know that sometimes that they do get it from their parents because parents will do stuff like, uh, I'm not saying that you guys would do this, but you know, some people like, oh, uh, daddy daddy likes to eat vegetables. No, for why they don't like oh. to eat vegetables at all to make them eat well, vegetables. So well, stuff like don't, that. So don't get it twisted for a moment. I know it's her mum that's doing it. I know it's her mum that's doing it, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> don't get twisted. I'm not stupid. I know what's going on. I know where it comes from. I've seen this behaviour before. But I just like, so with my daughter, I just like, yeah, you don't need to do that. And if you want to do something with you, that is either going to tell you yes or no. That's it. And if you if I tell you no, let it let it be in it. Don't don't make it something you cry over, which is the stage we're at now. So, sorry, I was gonna say that's one of the situations there that I would I would hate to be in as a parent. Parent, when your child starts picking up the um, mannerisms that you hate from your partner, <laughs> like you're just looking at them like this is the thing I hate from your mum. This is what you're coming to come and do now. So your mum's taught you this rubbish, and then now you have to try to take it out. That's from what you. happens. Wala. That is exactly what happens. Your child is a sponge that uh, that amplifies whatever they are exposed to the most. Mm. No, I, I don't like that. Yeah, well, that's that. like um, Simple said, that's what it is, man. She picks up the best and the worst of both of us. So there are things that in her, and it's like, wow, that's me. And there's things like that's in her, and it's like, whoa, whoa, that's me. <laughs> so it's like, and it's the same on the other side. So it, it is what it is. Uh, Webs, quickly before we move on, uh, am I being too harsh or or is that a good thing? 
Um, well, we know children are master manipulators. So if she doesn't get you in one way, she'll get you in another. And it's a practice for life. So it's seeing how they can use this gift in in the outside world. So if they can get away with it with you, they'll get away with it with other people quite easily because you're the main uh, disciplinarian in the house. So if she gets away with it with you, other people outside, they're going to be a breeze. How your reaction <laughs> to her, uh, if it's too harsh, I don't think so because she's still in the learning phase. So she's got to learn easy things the hard way and hard things the easy way. So there's no right or wrong way. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. Big Wahala. What do you think about this Richard Branson situation? So Richard Branson now is obviously, um, he's asked for, I think he's asked for a bailout because I think Virgin Airlines seems to be struggling at the moment. I think Virgin Australia might even have gone into um, administration. I think that one's even done and dusted. So he's talking about asking for a bailout from the UK government. But he hasn't paid taxes in the UK for about 10 years or something like that. So obviously him getting this bailout could help potential people keep their jobs and whatnot. But obviously giving somebody money that's a billionaire and has his own island that he's planning to mortgage off to try and pay off some of his debt. What, what do you think about what do you reckon? What do you reckon should happen in this situation? Um, this one's interesting, yeah. Uh, I think... I think what happens is a lot of the time people associate the billionaire with the business. And you might say, yeah, but they made the billions from the business. And potentially they did, but the billionaire and the business are not one entity. They are separate entities. In fact, they are legally separate entities as well. Um, the best way that I can kind of like formulate my answer is if you play Monopoly and you get to the point where you run out of cash, you can actually get a loan from the bank on the houses and property that you own so that you can continue collecting money from people that are going around the board. Life or the system or capitalism works in exactly the same way. So as a billionaire who has, or a billionaire entrepreneur who has a number of businesses and a number of streams of income, when he's saying that he wants the UK government to bail out the business, he wants them to bail out the business. That doesn't necessarily um, have, uh, financial ramifications for him. It does eventually, i.e., the profit from that company. He still has a, a percentage that he owns the, that particular business for. And so he gets a kickback from that. But ultimately speaking, the business comprises of employees, um, and, um, shareholders and, and, and stakeholders or whatever as well. But more importantly, the, the bailout is for the employees because if that business turns uh, folds, then X amount of thousands of people are out of work. Um, him as an individual entrepreneur can probably turn around and think of a new idea to start up and start up a new thing and get that um, ball rolling. But what does that say for the tens of thousands of people who have lost their job um, for Virgin Atlantic? So it's kind of like we have to be less emotional when we think about these things. Like the headlines make you think, oh mm. yeah, Richard Branson's a billionaire. Why doesn't he just take it out of his own pocket? But if you appreciate how the mechanism works and how the game works, and I'm calling it a game even though it involves people's real lives, but if you appreciate how the game works, there are certain rules to the game. That's what makes a game, the rules. And with those rules, uh, it says that a company such as his can... um ask for a bailout from the government in times of hardship. 
And those who say, oh, yeah, but he doesn't pay any tax. Yeah, him personally doesn't pay any tax in the country. But there is a corporation tax that is levied against that arm of the business. There has to be because he has PAYE employees that work within the country and they also pay tax as well uh, through that same business. So, yes, him, the individual, doesn't pay tax. Um, but the, you're talking about the lives and livelihood of, of tens of thousands of people. So with that, I think um, I understand people's concern. But I think we need to get a little bit more savvy as a whole about these type of situations so that we stop making emotional statements about one individual's wealth when we're talking about the jobs of tens of thousands of other people. Gaza. Ooh, I really want to, I really want to go off tangent on that point, but go on, say what you're saying. Gaza for real. Whoever wants to talk next. No, I was just, um, I just had a black fist up. You get me? A Black Panther fist. <laughs> I co-signed that. I co-signed that with with the arrow. You know what I'm saying? All right. So can I just... The deepest, darkest bush in, in northern Nigeria, man. Can I just... Going off what you just said, yeah? This is something that was happening in real life in my, in my house today. So, obviously, we're talking about the employees and stuff like that. And, obviously, you, you hate the person, but... It's, you have to think about the bigger picture. So at one point today, my wife was watching the Cosby show. Yeah. Right. So we all know what's happened with Bill Cosby and the rape cases and him going to jail and Bill Cosby being cancelled and blah, blah, blah. And I just had this thought. I said, my wife was watching it. And I was like, oh, you're watching Cosby show. I don't even know if we're allowed to watch this anymore after what's happened. Like I was just talking about the cancel culture. Like, should we be supporting Bill Cosby? Yeah. And it, in my head, when I was saying it, she's like me and her had automatically the same thought at the same time. He's like, but what about every other person that's actually in this program? What about all the other actors, the producers, the directors, the writers, all these people that have done nothing wrong? We're now saying that we can't watch or listen to anything that involves that person because of what they've done. So Precisely. But, so even with R. Kelly now, we don't listen to R. Kelly. We don't support R. Kelly. R. Kelly most of the time wrote and produced these songs. I get that. But it might be songs like, um, who was it that was listening to the other day? It was... um. In fact, this this one of the discussions. So they was talking about this on the other day on Joe Biden because Joe Biden was talking about the clashes and he said, oh, "Where I'm gonna just play um, up in the club with Marcus Houston," but Marcus Houston's song "Up in the Club" is a bang off, is a big hit for him for Joe Biden, but it was written by R. Kelly and it's got R. Kelly featuring. So do you see that the knock on effect? People are saying you can't play it because R. Kelly's on it, but he's like, "But this is this is basically this is one of my biggest songs I've got, this is my biggest feature." You're telling me I can't play it because. R. Kelly's on it. So what do you think then? Did that type of situation? Do we are we supposed to how did, how does this work? Do we cancel everybody that was around the person if they, they didn't know or what? Precisely. Um let me jump into this right quick. Um I may have said cancel in previous podcasts, but I'm not canceling no more. I think even man was saying cancel cancel Nas for hitting his woman. I'm still listening to his music. You get me? If an R. Kelly song t- comes on, I'm not turning it off. You get me? If a um, um, Harvey Weinstein film is on, I'm watching it if I like it. You get me? You know, the man's been sentenced now and so is Bill Cosby. You know, so R. Kelly is on the way maybe. And I'm sure my bridging wouldn't mind me saying this. Now, him and his woman during this coronavirus thing, 
after they put their kids to sleep, they decided that they were going to have a night to themselves, like a disco thing with music and drink, playing nothing but R. Kelly songs. And he said, I bet you're going to have an issue with that, Mr. Wolf. I said, no, nah, man, you do your thing, innit? Do your thing, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't mean that you're su supporting paedophilia or anything like that. You're just playing the man's songs, innit? You know what I mean? So the council culture, nah, I'm, I'm not about that. I think it's different if, you know, even, I was going to say like if it's a business. I remember... What H&M done, done a madness uh, not too long ago with monkeys and all that stuff. I've been in H&M. I've used Dove salt before uh, or after when they done that thing. So I think there's other ways to get these people. Um, Harvey Weinstein has been sentenced. He's in jail. Bill Cosby, whatever your feelings are towards him and things like that. He is now in jail, isn't it? So um, Cosby show, I'm down for it. If it's on, I'm watching it. Same thing with, and with uh, there's a few R. Kelly songs that I cannot just dismiss if they come on because they're classics and I'll listen to them same way. So that's my feeling. The whole cancel culture, you know, I'm not, I can't co sign that. So I'm not co signing that. No arrow co signing here. Um, in regards to cancel culture, I'm, I'm not really a big fan of it. Um, I still listen to R. Kelly. I still watch Bill Cosby films. Same thing with Harvey Weinstein films. I think it's the art is different from the artist. If, if Bill Cosby or R. Kelly or Harvey Weinstein asked me to be their wingman, I'd definitely question that and say, nah, bro, you're cool. But apart from listening to their art or watching their art, nah, I'll still do that. All right. Let me ask you a question. Um, uh, webs, because you make a good point about the art and the artist, whatever. Yeah, let's say there's a sculptor, yeah, and they make a um a medallion or a a pen a pendant or or some article, but they make it from the bones of children that worked in mines in Congo. Would you? If you were into that type of art, would you still buy that art? Because it's just art and it's not directly linked to, or it's not linked to the things that that artist has done. Would you still buy that, that piece of art? It depends what kind of a statement that piece of art is making. Yeah, but because the, the statement could be more powerful than anything else. And that's the only way they can make that statement. It's a very hard, hard question to answer. Um, would I probably not, but it's, it's 50, 50. Because in essence, if we, on a very high level, in essence, the art that is produced by an individual is the result of the exposure experience and the trials and tribulations, the ups and the downs of that, that individual has gone through. And then they've, uh, taken that emotion crafted it and made this product and now you as a consumer of the product may like the product on one level but on a deeper level you are um enjoying the the um the art, the art but the art is a combination of such dark and 
and Huey shit. Do you get what I'm saying to you? So like it becomes a really philosophical kind of uh, exploration. It's true, but then it could also be just the abuse of power. And if you look at the situations, especially regarding these three individuals, they were abusing their power and their influence that they have on people. So again, is their art doing the same thing or their individual actions? But my question really is, can we, can we actually separate the art from the artist? And the reason why I asked the question is because, um, Stavros made a massive statement earlier on about nobody beats Michael Jackson. Um, and mm. that is as much to do with his product and his output as it is to do with him as an individual. Because even if somebody can moonwalk, even if somebody can hit a note the way that Michael Jackson hit a note, they will never be Michael Jackson. So it's almost, almost impossible to separate the artist from the art because the art comes from the artist. Somebody wrote that um, the only person that could, the only battle for Michael Jackson should be black Michael Jackson versus white. Which is the same with Vibes Cartel. (laughs) It should be one of the four eras of Vibes Cartel. Black, Cape Soap or Super Saiyan or Jail. (laughs) But do you see my point, though, about the, the, the intrinsic link between the artists and their, and their art? Yeah, but again, everybody's an individual, so you will take from it what you want to take from it and be damned what anybody else thinks because I can't control the way you think. I can't make you think differently to what I think. I can't make you agree with what I, I agree with. If I'm following this artist because I like his work or her work, rather than her as an individual or what she's been through, then that's up to me and be damned what anybody else thinks. It, it provided a massive quandary for me because, you see, they were talking about Harry Weinstein and how big he is in film and all the rest of it. Um, mm. Maybe it's a bit weird for me because as much as I enjoy motion picture and cinema and I'm very much into films and stuff like that, I don't pay very much attention at all to directors, to producers, to... Uh, writers at all. Um, I normally enjoy a film for what it is. I don't read synopsis before I watch films. I just watch it and enjoy it as a, as an individual piece of, um, of art. Um, and then, um, I, if I talk about it, if it moves me enough to talk about it, then somebody else might mention who was involved in it. Then I go back and see, oh yeah, that person was involved in it. So for a long time, Harvey Weinstein, as much as people were saying, yeah, he's massive, I didn't really understand it. And it was only after his name came to light with all the shit that's going on that I saw a couple of films and I'm like, oh, this is a Harvey Weinstein production. I love this film. This is a Harvey Weinstein production. I love this. Like, so for me, there was no direct connection between the two. And it's only afterwards I'm like, ah, okay. So this guy is linked to basically any film that you watched in this particular era. Um, But I don't know if I can then turn around and say, okay, I'm not dealing with any of this art because of, the fact that he was involved. Do you get what I'm saying to you? Yeah, I mean, it questions the it questions the consumer and the fan. If you're just the consumer, then you're just taking everything. And so you're saying that his behaviour like, like cause a consumer bit, uh, consumer dilemma. <laughs> I'm just looking at his film, um, like his films here. He's, he's got enough film shit out, bruv. We're, going, we're, we're talking about the butler, Scream 4, uh, exactly. Scream, um, uh, Sin City, uh, uh, Jackie Brown, um, Scary Movie, Spy Kids, The Fighter, uh, Kill Bill, Gangs of New York, Flipping El Rambo, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, Chiefs, Paddington. Oh my God, 
mad thing. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of films that this man was But here's the thing, I would never have known. one of the films that I watched, you would never, I, I kind of get his films, like the more cultish films, I know, I can just tell that they're his type of films, like The Inglourious Bastards, I watched um, again, uh, just I recently. I love that That's, film. That is, a fan, that, that is a fantastic film, I can't lie. But I would never not watch it thinking, oh, that's Harvey Weinstein. I'm. I have to turn over. Nah, man, I'm that. You know, and that's nothing against, you know, the women that, you know, were involved in his nastiness. You know, he's now serving his time. You know, um, and I believe that he is not connected to his uh, production company anymore. You know, so I would still watch the films. I wouldn't feel any way about it either. There you go. See, so it, quest- it, it questions the consumer and the fan. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, hopefully that answered Wahala's question. Um, hold on. Actually, you yourself, you're, you carried on watching the Cosby show and you're, you're not about that cancel culture life. Yeah? Me? Yeah. No, I, 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 I didn't really carry on watching it. We were just watching it. I, I came in, I can't tell her to switch off the program she's watching. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm about this kind of, I don't listen to R. Kelly again. I don't listen to him. But if, but in the case of like all these films, you wouldn't not because I still think money's going into um Harvey Weinstein's pocket somehow. So I don't. Oh, blatantly. So, but you would continue watching the film, right? Cool. Yeah. But I, I I don't even I don't even know what the which ones he's done or not done. I, so I, the fact that I haven't even got to investigate shows you how Kelly just watching films. Just I, I think also the difference between Harvey Weinstein and R. Kelly is to do with like if you're listening to an R. Kelly song, he's singing about heterosexual interaction, but you can't be sure that he's not singing about an underage child. So that kind of puts the burden of guilt on you as well. Whereas with the Harvey Weinstein film set, he's not making porn or he's not making... He's not making anything. Yeah, exactly. He's just producing. So he's like the money, he's backing it, he's fronting it or whatever, whatever. So maybe, maybe if the um, the protagonist of the, of the film is female, we could argue maybe that she had to endure some lecherous behaviour from what is effectively Java the Hutt in human uh, form. Um, but in... In reality, we like the potential for that occurrence might not be as high, or it could be. Maybe somebody might have slept with him to be an extra. Who knows to get their career started? But I think with R. Kelly, the 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 link is more direct. It's like when Frank Ocean came out as being gay. Everybody re-listened to all of his old songs. Like, well, was he really talking about a dude? Have I just been uh, um, audience to 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 gay love and it, and 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 liking it? Whereas they might have missed a point where is it Frank is Ocean? Love. Huh? What? Frank Ocean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank yeah. Ocean, same as um this other guy. What's his name? The legend. Uh, Dance with my father. What's his name? Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross. Luther. Same thing. You know. So um, I would still listen to Luther tracks. Well, because he's gay. I'm. I'm. I'm not thinking. Oh, he's thinking about another man or whatever. Else. Just listen so, to the song so, and how and so and, now and, when you and, hear and dance with your father with me. you don't think he's talking about daddy oh shit hey dance with me daddy oh shit no my no, first no, my you. last my everything I pray, I, I pray in the name of the living God that I can never ever think about that thought process ever again because that film that song's a classic man 
Oh, I've made Jesus. myself laugh. Hey, daddy. <laughs> I want to dance with you, daddy. <laughs> hey, um, just before we go then, this thing about, um, there was this list of films on Twitter of uh, people who had uh, rejected roles in certain films. And one of them was the um, uh, Marky Mark. I can't remember. Mark, what's it? Wahlberg. He had rejected the role in the, uh, what's Avengers that film with the, with the gay cowboys? Um, Brokeback Mountain. Bro- Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, he rejected um, that role because he thought, what did he say? He said he, he found it violent. Um, but yeah, basically, a, you, would, you, would, you would assume that he didn't want to play a homosexual role. And then people said that he was a, a homophobe because of that. And um, like a lot of people actually as well. Because he had his issues with being um, abusive to an American Asian, I think it was, and he was racist basically. So he's he's always had that in his background where people, any nonsense he does, people will bring that up and connect it to that. So they said, oh, how can you talk about uh, the film being violent when you were there beating, you know, you got beaten up Asian people and throwing racism on top of it, sprinkling the cake with racism on top as well. Like, obviously you're a hypocrite, which fair enough, I can live with the hypocrite, hypocrite stuff. But the homophobe stuff, I'm thinking, I am not comfortable kissing another man. Yeah. We have an actor in our miss actually, so maybe we can ask him. I am not comfortable kissing another man for, for a role. So if there was a film where, and it needed me to, to kiss another man, to get very close and in depth, obviously they had simulated sex. Obviously, they weren't really doing it, but it was simulated sex, so they were getting that close. I couldn't do it. Does that then make me a homophobe? Uh, it depends on the audience. Some people would say yes straight away, and other people would understand where you're coming from. Simple. And I mean that as in simple terms, not simple, simple. Simple Simon. But it's simply put. Depends who, it depends who's on the receiving end or who's listening to the statement. I'm not even comfortable doing anything with another woman now because I'm I'm married. So I'm not comfortable doing something with another woman. What does that make me gay? You get me? It's like there's there's a, there's reasons why you can't be comfortable doing something with 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 people. It's just uh, for for them to to toss it because it wasn't just the odd person. It was a lot of people, and for them to to toss it out there, I think that's so flippant. And like, so what? People can't have a choice anymore. You like just to, to, anyway. We've had this discussion before, actually. I think um, simple was 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 the big one, the, the advocate for this because you have a choice. Like you can't make you can't have a choice anymore. My choice is is I want to do this, and now because of that choice, you're de- you're seen as that. yeah. There's that, but then there's also the other side of it. Like acting is an art, isn't it? And people can question your artistry if you're not able to. Um, if well, you you almost have to admit to a limitation if you're unable to express the full palette of uh, what it is to act characters, people, persons, and uh, personalities. So if you say I'm uncomfortable doing a gay scene, then potentially as an actor, it means that that part of your portfolio is lacking. Not necessarily. If I was an actor, I would having my contracts that I wasn't I wouldn't do anything with another woman because I'm not I don't I, there's acting and I could do it trust me I put um, I don't know pick um, atypical fit black, black put Rihanna in front of me and say oh we have to do this scene and I don't care if there's 20 sound men there and light men there I could do it yeah I'll get it I could do it no worries about it but I'm not comfortable doing it I'm a married man and I don't feel comfortable doing something with another woman it's even for even for a role even if I had a, the 
the, the, the cameo cock piece and she's covered so we're not actually doing anything but I wouldn't feel comfortable it's like nah I wouldn't want my woman I, I'm always the big fan of you do as to your woman as what you would like done unto you to you and I would not feel comfortable with my woman doing that in uh, in a film so call, call me uh, weak or shallow or frigid or jealous I don't know whatever it is I'm just not comfortable ca- with my woman and another be, man be careful with that statement about be comfortable with what you do to your woman having her being comfortable do it to you as well just be careful with that statement okay, that's what I'm saying <laughs> oh okay this guy's okay. a funny guy I hate you but, but um, nah what's his name is it um, Will Will Smith I think they had an issue with him uh, doing something with his woman. Uh, sorry, doing something with other women. Um, until I think he kissed one woman, Margaret got Margaret Robbie. I think it was Margaret um, Robbie. Was like, yeah, I think he kissed her, and that was like the first time in maybe about fifteen years, whilst he was quite hot in the industry. But um, there's one actor who's never had to compromise. I'm sure that there's many others. But um, I always look at someone like Denzel Washington. He's never compromised. Um, he's never really done crazy sex scenes. He's a happily married man. Yeah, but he's he's and been he's married in his films and that, and he's kissed women in the films and that. Yeah, yeah, but no, like, heavy-duty sex scenes like Halle Berry done in Monsters Ball, you know? Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, and, 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 and no gay scenes. You know what I mean? So... I listen to this man quite a lot now and he, the man can talk but like Denzel was a deep deep brother no he's very deep I, mean, I, he's, I, I got a video is, from him um, I didn't send it to the group but I got a video from him where he's putting across a point and I'm like god damn like he covers it properly like you know what I mean like you can you can see the wisdom in his years and things mad wisdom he's got one statement that he says at the end of one of his um speeches yeah and it says Ease is the greatest enemy to progress than hardship. Of course. Deep. I thought, rah. That just, I was like, rah. Ease is the greatest enemy to progress than hardship. I tell my missus all the time, convenience will kill you. Telling you. One time. But anyway, go on, Steph. Well, I think I like those wise words. It's strange that um, Webslinger didn't speak up because I know that he's a, He's a Denzel stan. If you're talking about quotes for Denzel, I know that he's got them up the yin yang. So um, I'm I'm surprised he didn't jump in there. But um, if yeah, I started, nice that- it would be a long conversation. And to briefly go over most briefly go over this question: as an an actor, you're meant to be a blank canvas in order for the story to be told through you. So whatever the story is, it's a question of. Um, a heeding to that story and what the director and the writer is trying to put convey. So if you do pull against that, does it question you as an artist? And there's this whole thing in, in the Hollywood industry, especially the black Hollywood industry is that the black males have been emasculated in one way, shape or form, whether it's putting on a dress, a wig, um, being depicted as a woman and whatnot. And they would say, oh, no, everybody's done it to an extent. Even Denzel has because he got shot in the bottom in training day. He could have got shot anywhere else, but he got shot in the bottom. So, again, if you're looking through the, cons- the eyes of a conspiracy theorist, you're still taking it up the arse for Hollywood. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's, it's how you look at it. And like I said before, you can't change anybody's mind. You're going to think what you want to think, and they're going to think what they want to think. So it's you as the individual, if you're true to yourself and true to your art form, 
then you do that gay role because you know you're doing it because you're telling that story. And that's the way you tell the story. That's how you progress as an artist. It's always going to be a difficult question for someone who's not um, gay to kiss a man on a film. It's always going to be difficult for someone who's faithful in a marriage not to kiss another woman or have simulated sex with another woman on a film because you feel like you're cheating on your wife. But if you're an artist, a true artist, you let the art form speak for itself. It's not about the individual. It's about the art. Well, goddamn. <laughs> well, goddamn fault is hell. All right. On that note, we're signing off. Uh, church notes and our goodbyes. Let's start off with Big Wahala. At Big Wahala on Insta. At Big Wahala on Twitter. Uh, my quarantine watch this week is Save Me. Um, Save Me is a Sky um, Sky Original program again. Sky Original is coming out with some decent programs, you know. Uh, but yeah, Save Me is a television series that's um, it stars uh, what's his name Lenny James. He wrote uh, it as well. I don't know if did he write it? I don't know if he wrote it. I, th- I, think I don't know check. if he wrote it. You know, I think he did. Let me yeah, check. it's it's the, it, it's the creator of the program anyway, Lenny James. So it's his, it's his program. Uh, Lenny James, you, you, you may know him from uh, Line of Duty. He was in the first season of Line of Duty, the black guy. Um, he's been in a couple of... He's in... Um, uh, what's, it, what's that? Um, the Walking Dead. He's in The Walking Dead as well. Um, but yeah, Lenny James is his program. It's about him um, trying to find his daughter. I won't get into anything more than that. It is a really, really good program. It is, it's a weird one because it's... It's one of those shows where um, things happen all the time, but you, it's just it's just happening quite slowly. But it's a very very good program. The act is fantastic. It's got um, a lot of deep 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 thinking, deep thoughts in there. It's a lot of reflection, especially for certain people that um, might see themselves in this particular character that Lady James is is, is playing. And because I think there's a lot of people that can see themselves in this character in certain aspects of, of his life he's not the best uh, role model he's not he's not ne- necessarily a good guy in, in the slightest but he's, he's trying to do the best in the, the situations that he's in in certain ways but yeah it's a really really good program it's on season 2 at the moment I'm not I'm not finished season 2 yet I'm on like episode 6 or whatnot. Um, but yeah I really like season 1 and I'm really liking season 2 there's some fantastic acting in, in both seasons so I suggest you go and watch that Alright, thank you very much for that Yeah, he did co-write it as well um, Web Slinger What's going on, it's your boy DJ Web Slinger on Instagram DJ Web Slinger on Twitter My spidey sense is tingling over An emerging artist called Aura KL So that's A-U-R-A Hyphen K-L It's a, a friend of the podcast And a friend of mine And I think uh, Stavros is as well AKA Jordan Williams He's just done a new Oh, it's first EP. So yeah, I'd ask you to listen to that if you get the chance. I'll put the link in the group. Plug. Um, listen to one of the tracks. So yeah, um, yeah, have a listen if you're that musically minded. It's 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 a storytelling EP. It's the best way I can describe it. So yeah, or a KL. So check that out. What type of music is that? It's rap and spoken word. Nice. Alright. Send the send send the link to us, please. I will do. I'll put it in the group. Uh, and it'll be in the show notes. Mr. Wolf. Uh, AKA Mr. Wolf on Instagram. AKA Mr. Wolf on Twitter. I watched a film, which is 
a few months old now called um, Queen and Slim. And oh, you finally got around to it? I finally got around to it and the film's fantastic. I love it. I, f- I thought the film was uh, straight at 7.5, 8 out of 10. Liked it from the beginning all the way to the end. Um, yeah, maybe... I don't know. I don't want to speak too much about it in case people haven't watched it, but please go out and watch that film. Um, and in our group, you've been talking quite a lot about um, London or Gangs of London. I'm on episode number five. So um, very enjoyable. A bit sensationalized, but it's TV. But um, if you like violence, <laughs> go and watch that film. It's a good film. I'm sorry, go and watch that TV show. It's a very, very, very good TV show, man. I can't lie. Okay, the queen in uh, Queen and Slim, Jodie Turner-Smith, she just had a child this, well, last week, as you're listening to this, if you're listening to it when we record, so congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. She's beautiful. Simple Simon. At Simple Simon FB, I don't have Instagram, on Twitter, sorry, I don't have Instagrams, Gaza, so bang, 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 bang. This is how this is going to go down, down. I'm going to do, a first of all, a shout out to uh, No Signal. Um, that's the station that's been doing these 10v10 clashes. Um, their Twitter at is at there is no signal or there's no signal. Sorry. Um, I just want to give you a quick roll call for the, um, the clashes that are coming up. So you're listening to this on Tuesday. If you are an avid listener who catches it first thing in the morning. So tomorrow, Wednesday, you'll have Usher versus Chris Brown. Uh, on Friday, you'll have Burner Boy versus Popcorn. Imagine that. Wahala. Um, then on Sunday, you'll, 3rd of uh, May, you'll have Wizkid versus Vibes Cartel. Uh, 6th of May, you'll have Western versus N-Dubs. 8th of May, you'll have Kano versus uh, Stormzy. 10th of May, That's not you'll even have a competition. Wayne versus Rick Ross. Huh? That's not even a competition. Oh, okay. Kano versus Stormzy is, is, a, is a nonsense. It's a nonsense. Um, 10, 10th of May, you'll have Little Wayne versus uh, Rick Ross. Uh, 12th of May, you have Drake versus Rihanna. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know why they put Drake up against Rihanna. They should have maybe done Kanye, but Kanye would have annihilated it. But anyway, cool. Um, so that's the... F- well, against against who? Against who? Against Drake. No. <laughs> All right, no. cool. I'm not having a conversation. No. But yeah, cool. We can have that conversation no. another time. I'm saying... The, the, you, might, you might say Drake will win, but annihilation is too far. No. Fair, no. fair enough. All right. So that's uh, my first plug. My second plug is um, the actor Regina Hall. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She appeared in all of the Scream um, uh, versions. Uh, She's extremely funny, but she is murdering the internet at the moment. She's got a couple of videos out where she's just um, talking to other celebrities, in fact. I think she had one the other day with Kevin Hart. She's got now one with Don Cheadle as well. She, the woman is hilarious she's a funny um, woman yeah she is extremely funny so I want to shout her out Regina Hall um, not to be mistaken with Regina King who does Boondocks Regina Hall like I said is um, um, in Scream that's the first thing that I can think of off the top of my head that I remember all, all in but she's hilarious I love Regina King by the way. Um, check her out online Regina Hall she's funny as hell she and in Girls last... Trip huh she the one in Girls Trip yeah, she's one in Girls Trip and she's now on Black Mondays as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's funny as hell, man. Um, so that's the second plug. And the third plug is, uh, today I said I wasn't going to drink any alcohol on the podcast. Then I remembered that uh, earlier on today, around lunchtime, I had a 
watermelon press with a gin back, so that already messed up. Um, this evening, I have been drinking Spidetail Rum. It's a ginger rum, apparently from France. I'll be honest with you, I don't know what to mix with it yet. Obviously, it's got that ginger spice and kick in the back as well, so I'm not even sure what that goes with right now. I tried to drink it by itself, probably not a good idea. I put lemonade in it earlier, uh, it was wet. So I'm not sure, um, but yeah, shout out the Spytail crew as well. I'm not getting any endorsement money for it, but I like the bottle, so I thought I'd mention it. Gaza for life. Bang, 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 bang. All right, I am Stavros Boss. You can catch me at Stavros Boss everywhere. Stavros says this week is myself. I was at the game for two weeks. I'm back. And uh, anybody that wants any assistance in uh, podcasting remotely over this corona period holler at me i started making a video to post like to try to assist um, and uh, uh, these people that do videos i don't know how you do it man because it's, it's long so shout out well, for, you, for your stuff what you've been doing recently because uh, i ain't got the time it's, it's so time consuming but if you need help with podcasting over a uh, corona period because one person is here one person is there or you usually have guests and you don't know how you're gonna do it i just feel like um i've been i've been listening to to uk podcasts so, you know uh, i call myself the podfather i should try and live up to the name so i'm just putting my services out there find me on one of my social medias uh, dm me or or i don't know tweet esn or whatever i don't know and if you need any help let me know and I'll see if I, if I can help you because um, I'm good at this if I do say so myself right thank you very much for listening to this episode of Eloquently Saying Nothing once again it's 249 we're getting to the big quarter of a thousand so look forward to next week uh, thank you guys for um, holding the fort whilst I was away what, what, uh, big up Wahala for the uh, editing and whatnot. Shout out. So, yeah um, big up your station Wahala still yes um, yeah so uh, thank you very much for tuning in hashtag ESM pod to join in the conversation at ESM podcast rate and review us everywhere please thank you very much I remember ladies and gentlemen if you ain't saying nothing say it well slag for life what, which one of your batteries is running out? The phone or the computer? Phone. Phone. I don't know why it's going on. Alright then. Um, because I can't plug it in because I've got that stupid thing that you got now. Headphone jack and whatever. <laughs> and you're mocking me. You were mocking me. Now look at your head. Yeah, well, now I've got it in it, so I'm in the same predicament. Alright, um, yeah, so you guys will stop. Save. Send. Please send uh, tonight. So I can uh, do my team before I go to bed. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, that's that. Uh, okay, yeah, so stop.